0: Welcome to Dynamic Resolution, a very special episode today. Uh, I'm here with Logan. This is Josh. This isn't the voice that you're used to hearing. Um, However, we're going to switch focus a little bit. We wanted to make sure to go over, uh, to have a special episode, to go over a very special game that I think we all, except for maybe Shane, (laughs) enjoyed (laughs) last year and just kind of get into the deep dive of it. So we... We all played, all of us except Shane at least, played Spider-Man 2 last year when it came out. And we talked about it a little bit here and there on the main show. And there was there was a lot to get into that we didn't want to uh, talk about too much because we didn't want to spoil anything. We didn't want to, uh, we kind of didn't want to take too much time on the show so we could talk about other topics. But there was just so much to dive into that we wanted to make sure to do like a special episode where we can just kind of dive straight into the kind of the nitty gritty of Spider-Man two and just discuss what we thought about the game, the story. Uh, so just in case it wasn't clear, this is going to be a full, like, a full spoiler podcast. So if you haven't yeah. played it yet, uh, we'd advise you to play it first before uh, listening to the rest of the episode, but we're just going to kind of get into all of it. And then, like I mentioned uh, here with me to go over the, the to go over the game is Logan how are you doing today? I'm good how you doing man? good good just ready to get back on the uh get back on the podcast and away from persona like we've been talking about
1: <laughs> yeah yeah uh for, for for everyone out there listening uh we we've been planning on doing this for a while and things just like keep coming up like we'll be sick or it'll be like like with all the like holiday stuff happening it's like finding time. We, we we didn't plan to, to do this like four months after the game came out, but here right. we are. Right, but regardless, yeah. I, I am excited to talk about it. Uh, I really love this game, uh, so I'm always happy to talk about Spider-Man. But yeah, there's going to be there's gonna be a lot of spoilers. Granted, a lot of stuff is like, it, it's Spider-Man. If, if you've been a fan of Spider-Man for a while, you probably are familiar with a lot of the plot lines that came up. But this game did do a bunch of a bunch of like creative stuff, spinning some classic stories on their head. So there's still going to be plenty of spoilers if you haven't played the game. So if you haven't played the game, shut it off right now. Leave. Go away.
0: Right. Yeah. Go play the game and then come back. Yeah. Please come back, though. That would be cool (laughs) if you came back. Uh, Yeah. um, We're really looking forward to it. We're hoping to do more episodes like this, too. So uh, if you guys like it, make sure to let us know on all of our socials. Um and I remember you on the, on one of the previous shows Logan saying this is your favorite game of the year, right? Yeah,
1: uh, I said that before I'd played cult of the Lamb and I think ultimately cult of the Lamb was probably my my top game I played last year just because that that game is just really creative it's really inventive it, it it's a really simple game, but it did a lot of really creative stuff with the like roguelike genre and, and everything but it like it's Spider-Man two was very, very close. I, mm. I know, uh, I know there are a lot, a lot of people have a lot of complaints about Spider-Man two. I know a lot of people that at least I listened to, uh, have, have said that they didn't like this one as much as the first one. And I kind of get that, but, but I liked this game more than Spider-Man one. Uh, and I I I love this game. I lo- I really love this game. I played the hell out of this game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I loved it too. I think Spider-Man One was one of my favorite um, Sony first-party games, like period. There's only like a few that I put above it, but um, yeah, yeah, I, like-
1: I'd have to say same. It's it's definitely it's definitely I well. I don't know if I like it more than The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2, but mm-hmm. it's it like it, it's up there with with The Last of Us, which I consider like one of the 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 Last of Us is probably like th- one of the greatest games of all time and it's only passed by its sequel in my opinion. So mm-hmm. to put to put it up w- with that like that that is a one hell of a compliment from me.
0: Right, yeah. And the thing that they did with the first game which carries on to this one too is this the uh, way that like you said it does borrow from a lot of like uh, a lot of Spider-Man stories uh, from comics, from movies and that kind of thing. But a lot of the directions they took in the first one, I thought were played off really well. And then the second one does a good job of kind of setting up that new status quo. So like, for example, you know, Peter in this game is spending a lot of time still kind of grieving Aunt May's death, which Mm -hmm. was like the last thing that happened in the main game from the first Spider-Man. This one's kind of, Picking up, I don't know, I don't remember exactly how long, but uh, sometime after the Miles Morales DLC, and then yeah, so this game,
1: I hmm. I, feel, I feel like I might have had an idea, how, and, and the game might even say how long it it is after that. Like it, it it's definitely been a little bit of time, but it hasn't been so long that that like those things aren't still relevant plot points in these characters' lives. Like like yeah, Aunt May's death is still a very big thing for Peter. Finn's death is still a very big thing for uh 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 uh, miles so so it's like the events of the past two games are definitely still like very fresh in the story but but they the the world has moved on i know i pointed out in the in the main show like there's stuff like like you can find the the uh 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 a site of of that company uh that, that, that 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 like finn was 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 trying to blow up in miles morales where it's like there's still like a big crater in the ground and there's still caution tape everywhere. So it's like all all these events are still like they, they still exist in this world.
0: Right. And then that's one of the things too where it's like a secret trophy in the game, but when you can uh you can go to where Finn's trophy was that he left in the ending of Miles Morales. Yeah, yeah, that, that that like uh that like uh that hidden thing uh on that on that church or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, and I remember thinking, well, too much time couldn't have passed. I doubt this thing would be up here f- right. for a super long time <laughs> before someone got it. Yeah, it's like um, with, stuff, with stuff like that. It's like
1: I, I do think sometimes, like how how long does this web stuff last? Like how, mm-hmm. how how long do 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 certain aspects of this of this universe last? Because like, right. yeah, it, it it it's been at least like a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. and like if stuff was still in place
0: it's like is it, it like what what's going on here <laughs> right yeah and that begs the question too because this game goes out of its way to uh, to show that like spider-man doesn't kill anybody so it's like if you kick an uh, if you kick an enemy off a roof or something he'll like automatically web them to the to mm-hmm. the building or whatever but it's like who's gonna come get that guy because spider-man yeah. doesn't <laughs> there, there's just when i police. play i just
1: leave <laughs> There's police cranes like all over the city fucking cutting people down off of walls.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, but like that's one cool thing, too, though, because, you know, there's obviously a lot of tragedy that kind of defines both Spider-Man characters Mm -hmm. and it and it does pick up pretty close to after the previous games and they both obviously carry it. But the game itself wastes no time kind of just throwing you straight into the action with what I thought was one of the most insane like intro oh, yeah. sequences that i've ever played dude dude that that intro sequence
1: i know i know this has been said by other people but like i just i have to, to say too that is one of the greatest sequences of a video game i've ever played that mm-hmm. it's so good <laughs> yeah that's like, and it's like yeah, like how it, it, it looks mm-hmm. so good flying through the city, like t- t- testing out the web wings and stuff with like sand everywhere and like huge sandstorms. It looks
0: so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, it it's like it's as close to like a perfect intro sequence as you could get to, I think, because not only is it just like visually like mind-blowing just so that's the sand effects because it starts with like sandman's going on a rampage and both peter and miles are fighting him together Mm -hmm. and it does such a great job of not just showing like the spectacle and showing off how visually how much more advanced this game is than the previous ones but it Mm -hmm. also does such a great job of kind of showing you exactly how the game plays because like throughout the course of the of the sequence it'll show you like Miles unique powers it'll show you Peter's unique powers it debuts the wingsuit which is something that's new to this game so like in addition mm-hmm. to swinging he also um both spider man have like webbing on their suit that lets you glide mm-hmm. um so it's like yeah in in the middle of the fight the, like Peter's all like you know um oh, I need to test like now's a good time to test that web suit or whatever or the the um, yeah the the webbing so he could float and then use that in the middle of the fight then it cuts to miles where he's remembering to use all of his like electrical powers that are unique to him. Mm-hmm. And it's cool too, because you notice pretty quickly that each of their abilities affect the enemies differently. Mm-hmm. So when Sandman's summoning all these like sand monsters, like miles attacks will like, will like stun them and like harden them. Yeah. It, um, it's like, it. it it's, it, it's really cool the way his like electric base powers
1: like crystallize the sand. Mm-hmm. And like it like it, stuff like that is it's it, it's it's so thoughtful how how the different powers interact with with enemies
0: like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but even and even and getting a little bit ahead, but I don't think it's a big secret since it's on the box art. But even when Peter gets the symbiote suit and his powers switch over, because normally Peter has like tech based abilities Mm-hmm. And then when he gets a symbiote, he obviously has symbiote based abilities, but I always had so much fun playing as miles and it got to a point when I had maxed out enough of miles, like electric attacks, I kind of just played him unless I had to for the story. Yeah, I, I definitely like going back and forth, but there were
1: definitely some some points where it's like, yeah, just like blasting dudes with the electric punch right and left is just so satisfying and like doing the like the like jump attack where you jump and then like electric down and it just like shocks everyone around you like it's really fun to use miles powers because Mm. of of how interesting it everything looks like it all just looks so so good one thing i've always thought is really funny though is that miles powers is called his venom Mm. and it's like i remember playing miles morales and thinking like like they're they're really gonna call his powers venom and now in Spider-Man 2, <laughs>
0: Venom's a character. Did no one think of this? Did no one think <laughs> this would be confusing in any way? <laughs> well, even more confusing, though, is that they're both called Spider-Man. So it's like when they're yeah. talking to each other, they'll just be like, yeah. hey, Spider-Man, I got this. Like, don't worry, Spider-Man. And then the subtitles, if you have the subtitles on, it has it'll has say face. <laughs> yeah, it'll have the face next to the name Spider-Man. So it'll yeah. say who's talking. Yeah, it, so, it,
1: i i I love the idea of them like they had to have had a moment where they were like, Okay, so when we're working together, we can't use our real names, obviously. So I <laughs> I guess you call me Spider Man and I'll know you're talking to me,
0: I guess. Mm, right, yeah. I mean I guess who else would they be talking to? There's only right? <laughs> as far as they know, there's only two Spider Men at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Imagine but.
1: if they're if when if there if slash when there's like a third Spider-Man that they're they're like, like that would be such a funny dialogue thing to throw in the middle of a fight where it's like, like one of them just says Spider-Man and two people are playing like um uh uh Red Spider-Man, <laughs>
0: <laughs> or even how the civilians will just talk to them and be like, oh thanks Spider-Man, but it's like yeah, which one, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so. Um, so after the intro sequence, and it's a pretty, it's like a pretty hefty sequence too. It's something like 30, 45 minutes long, something like that. Right. If I remember correctly, it definitely took me longer because at one point, uh,
1: when you're playing as Peter, there was a point where like a bunch of Sandman enemies show up. And, uh, there was like a dialogue that Sandman said, I don't remember what it was. I like, I was half paying attention, but it was something mildly like plot related and i was like oh shit what was that and so i restarted that section to try to like hear that dialogue again and i had to do it like 3 times and i never got that dialogue again like hmm. there's there's apparently multiple things that even in like pretty scripted moments like that are still there there's so many options for what you can get and and that's really interesting that like a moment like that would have so many options, but also really cool that something that insignificant, they have so much recorded for it that they can throw out multiple lines and you get like a, a more fresh experience, even on like a like like a second or third playthrough.
0: Mm, right. And then that's the other thing, too, because, you know, speaking of switching characters, like once you. Once you get past the intro sequence and you're able to play the game freely in the city opens up, um, you a lot of c- certain missions you can only do with either Miles or Peter, but a lot of them you can do with either one. And then depending who you do it with, there's like different dialogue mm-hmm. um, that plays. And even if you if you put off some of the side missions and then you go back and play them as symbiote Peter and he sounds just fucking angry in all of his dialogue yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: uh, he, he just has that like tone in his voice where it's like man i don't remember you sounding like
0: this dude <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so it like it's little things like that i think that help games really stand out especially mm-hmm. from the immersion standpoint and the narrative standpoint it's like when they go through the trouble of accounting for so many different possibilities and then even when the same possibilities have a lot of different like options that could happen to make it feel fresh like you said especially for replaying Mm -hmm. like it's things like that that i think help the game stand out quite a bit because i mean you know there's no shortage of superhero games out there and there's a shortage of good superhero games but (laughs) not not in general and that's one of the things that really helps it stand out but
1: yeah no um, uh, but i i i actually have 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 a have a a a note kind of piggybacking off that where it's like i i remember i i wrote this down at one i think it's when you're first exploring the uh the uh the, the the may whatever Foundation uh, I forget the full the full name of it but uh, mm-hmm. when like when you're first exploring all this stuff and there's people everywhere, I noticed like walking around I wasn't hearing the same conversation, just passing by people and mm-hmm. like I I, st- I like stopped at one point and was just listening to these people talk and they had like a full conversation about like all this stuff and like nothing ever repeated. And like every every NPC in the building was different. Like there's so much attention to detail just put into the world building of this game, where it's like you you can tell they're absolutely taking advantage of the extra resources and 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 processing power of the PS5, just putting in all these little details. Because like I, I like I always think about like playing playing like PS2 Spider-Man 2, where it's like there's like four people in New York, but there's like 700 of each person. It's like you just right. see the same like NPC models walking around. You hear the same conversation over and over again because that's just what it was limited to then. But it's just right. entirely different how like it they there's so much work put into making this world
0: feel actually lived in, right. And that's a funny thing, too, because, yeah, like you mentioned the old games and it's like that same that same child kept losing her balloon over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, fuck, kid. who keeps <laughs> giving this kid a balloon? <laughs> right. Or it's like the same the same person keeps telling you about someone who needs an ambulance over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you start thinking they're the ones doing it after a while. Right. <laughs> but yeah, but it's I mean, and this is a feature in the first game, too. But, you know, you mentioned how the world feels lived in and one of the cool things about about it is that this game like the first game started like deep into spider-man's career mm-hmm. and this game obviously is further along into it so there's sections if if you're like if you look really closely in parts of the city you'll see references to other characters other superheroes there's a big ass avengers tower in mm-hmm. the middle of the city and then i'll i'll kind of parlay that into one of the things i don't like about this game as much is uh, since Spider-Man it was uh, further along in his career in the first game, a lot of the collectibles in that game were really interesting and were a lot of fun to find, mostly because they all kind of filled in the story that took place before the game started. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like once you collected, once you did those mini games, once you collected like the different drawings and the different recordings from Harry, um, it kind of filled in the gaps on and kind of kept you invested but since this game like it's already established and this version of these characters is already set i feel like they kind of struggled a little bit making the collectibles as interesting so this time around like the ones that i really liked is okay so to back up a little bit so after you beat sandman you find out that he's rampaging because someone was hunting him and other, um, you find out eventually someone's hunting other villains. Um, you eventually find out it's Craven. Uh, but like Sandman left a bunch of memories around the city that kind of gives the full picture as to why he was running and what his whole backstory was that led to his rampaging in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then so you find different like sand crystals that have pieces of his memory. I thought those were really cool. But yeah, I really of- loved those, and I really loved the payoff from getting all of
1: those. How like, mm. like I, I like I wrote, I wrote this down too. Like, I've always loved Sandman as a character because he is more of a tragic villain in the Spider-Man universe. Where it's like there's there's like a, a, a lot of Spider-Man villains that are just like a classic villain. Like they're trying to f- fucking just accrue power or money or whatever. Sand mm. Sandman. I mean, I'm not familiar with his like comic origins, but at least in a lot of stuff he's been in, in like movies and shows and stuff, he's often portrayed as like he he's just a guy who like he genuinely loves his family, and like this thing happened to him. He 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 was in crime because that was just his way of making ends meet because he wants to just provide for his for his kid, but like he's just stuck with with this ability now and it's it, it's largely just made his life worse and like that ma- gives his character so much depth that i appreciate because it's like in 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 this game really goes into that really well where it's like you're collecting all these memories and like eventually you start picking up on like a lot of these are like centered around him being concerned for 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 uh for his uh for his for his uh for his uh for his uh, for his, uh kid and uh and and then like t- t- when you get all his memories back and you com- like complete the little statue thing you you give it to his kid and it's like it it it, it was just a really nice way of like th- this collectible yeah it fleshed out his character a little more it, it, but but like it. It's. I just like seeing a character like that, like do something nice for him, because it's like, yeah, he he is a villain. He destroyed a lot of shit, but it's like he he's a he's a tortured villain, and it's like it. I like those instances where, like, this game did it to M- Mysterio had, had like a similar thing, where it's like Mysterio's an, another villain. He he isn't he isn't quite as far on the like more innocent spectrum as i would put sandman but still his his character in this is like he was trying to get his life back in order and he's Mm -hmm. trying to do the right thing he got out out, he like he's he's at he's out of prison he's not trying to be a villain and he was taken advantage of and like he just he can't escape that past i just Mm -hmm. i love seeing these kind of stories in this game where like US Spider-Man are interacting with these villains who are three-dimensional characters. Right. And like a lot of the villains in this game, I mean to, to, Tombstone to a, a lesser extent, is also in this where it's like, yeah, he's been to prison, he's got out. He's just working a job now. He's not trying to be a bad guy. He's not trying to fu- like do like commit crimes. He's just trying to live a life now. And mm. I I love seeing those kind of characters exist in this world because it's like lo- logically if this if this was a real universe there would be these characters where it's like yeah they have this ability they they really tried to take advantage of having this ability and get ahead spider-man stopped them not all of them are, are just a, a like a classic comic villain where it's like they exist to do evil there's gonna be some people where it's like they legitimately want to get their lives back on track they're just like dealt this hand where they have a permanent ability now and they just have to figure out how to exist as a person now. And that's just so interesting to me. But Mm. I, I, I have to say too, I, Mysterio is my favorite Spider-Man villain of all time. So I'm also biased towards just fucking loving Mysterio.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And Mysterio always stands out to me too, because he had that infamous like Spider-Man two fight. In the game, yeah, yeah, where, where he in, has like a giant health bar, and then you punch him once, and it just yeah. goes all the in, way down. In so many Spider-Man things, and it's like I I get it, but in
1: so many Spider-Man things, he's made out to be this like idiot of a guy who's like he mm. he's he's not actually scary, like he's just a fucking dude in a, in a costume, Scooby Doo, but like right. I dude, my my dream Marvel movie has always been. I, I know it's never going to happen because Mysterio was in the MCU and everything. So it's like they already use Mysterio. They're not going to do it now. But I always wanted an R-rated Spider-Man movie with Mysterio as the villain where it's just a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I want Mysterio to, like, create a horror scenario for Spider-Man where it's like, no, Spider-Man's watching people – his his loved ones get fucking brutally murdered in front of him. But, like, none of it's real. That would right. be so interesting to me. And, and – yeah. And this game really kind of touched on that idea where it's like there's all those Mysterio like events where you have to go and, and stop Mysterio. But some of them are like this is this is a fucking uh, a nightmare <laughs> and random mm-hmm. civilians have just been sucked into it and you have to find a way to stop it. But that that I mean, oh, we already gave a spoiler warning, but I, I, this was my favorite part of the game. I'm going to do another spoiler warning that final Mysterio one where you're in the like snow globe and Mysterio is like you can see through the snow globe, the giant Mysterio holding it. I took so many screenshots of that part like it looked so good like that's what I've always wanted out of Mysterio. And like I dude, I was just so hyped half the reason I love this game so much is because we got a good Mysterio <laughs> and, and, and it, the- like it like like I this is easily my favorite Mysterio since the like Neversoft Spider-Man when you're you fight the like huge Mysterio and you're in that like circle arena and you're like running around like 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 webbing him and stuff right that like that was probably what made me love Mysterio in the first place. So to see, like, a good Mysterio again in, in another Spider-Man game is, was just so exciting.
0: Yeah, and you touched on it, but that's what makes this mi- Mysterio in this game so interesting is that all the Mysterio tech and powers are being used. And for one thing, what makes it interesting is that Miles is the one who's tangled up with yeah, Mysterio. Yeah, I, I, I like that. That's, like, the last thing I expected. Yeah, and, like, you, the first time you interact with him, because he has his own uh, chain of side missions, but... The very first time you interact with him, he's trying to use his tech to create, like, this AR, VR experience. Mm -hmm. And, like, Miles is living his dream as, like, to be, like, a DJ in the virtual world. Dude, I was so hyped that.
1: I was a little bummed that there wasn't going to be more rhythm game parts. But the fact that it starts up and it's a rhythm game, I was like, <laughs> Mysterio's in this game and it's a rhythm game.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I love that part. I, I was honestly expecting all of them to be rhythm games after you first play it, only to find out that that's the only one. This is the first one. Yeah.
1: But and it's like, but I like, I get it. That would get really old really fast because it wasn't I, a particularly great rhythm game.
0: <laughs> mm, right. But it was still really cool. Yeah. The way the buttons flew across the screen, too, they obviously did it for like cool visuals and not for practicality. Cause sometimes yeah. I couldn't see anything. I was yeah. like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm supposed to push. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, that goes back to how we were touching on how those, this is like a lived in world in the Spider-Man's experience because so much of the game focuses on the, um, focuses on villains that are trying to reform themselves. Yeah, these are all people that Spider-Man already beat. Either it, a few of them he beat in the first game, but a lot of them you never even saw. They're they're characters that got taken out off screen before the game mm-hmm. started. Like Mysterio is one of them. And what made it Mysterio particularly interesting is that, yeah, his tech ends up being used for like villainy, but, in, like you said, he's being taken advantage of. Like it turns out that, like, and of course, because you play enough of these games and watch enough of these movies, so you're fully expecting. Like, haha! Like a, the mustache twirling moment where he's like, yeah. "I was behind it the whole time." And in the end, it just turns out no—he actually was legitimately trying to turn himself around, and his business partners took advantage of the fact that everyone was expecting him to be evil, and mm-hmm. they were the ones behind it for their own gain. And they were also trying to frame him for it. And then, like Miles finds out about it at the end of that quest line. Dude,
1: I, I, I wish I, I, I had written down the quote that Mysterio says at the end of that that. All like, like, all, all, all of that, where it's like, where it's like, Miles asked him, like, it's like, like, okay, like, like, we're done now. Does this mean Mysterio's going to be a good guy? D- do what he says is like some of the, 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 the deepest, most like inspirational shit in the game, where he, he was like, he was like, no, Mysterio's always going to be a villain, but it's, it's, it's the man behind the mask that it, it gets a little more complicated. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Fuck, man. <laughs> I love Mysterio.
0: <laughs> yeah, cuz technically you never actually see like Mysterio Mysterio. It's always Quentin. Yeah. And then the snow globe part is the hallucination, but you find out it's the hallucination that's being engineered by the business partners and not him. Yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, that was one of my favorite parts as far as side content. Cuz that was that was like super super interesting and the way that they handled the character, they toyed with expectations. I thought it was really well done.
1: But yeah, kind of I, the ref- I- I, I almost like so as soon as the Mysterio stuff popped up I th- that was my golden path like I quit doing story stuff I was like I'm just doing Mysterio stuff now uh and I th- I think doing that kind of artificially set my bar of expectation a little high mm-hmm. because none of the other side stuff I think really lives up to the Mysterio plot line the the other stuff like is is good. Some of it better than 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 other parts, but I I expected that to be the bar, and then it's like, okay, the photo op stuff. Mm. All right, that's fine, I guess.
0: <laughs> right, but like there were two quest lines that stood out to me aside. I mean, the Mysteria, I agree, was the peak, but there were two side quest lines that stood out to me quite a bit. Uh, one of them not necessarily for a good reason, but. Um, the one that I really liked was the, the jazz um, jazz instrument quest line. Mm -hmm. Cause that one like gameplay wise, it's nothing special. You're like going around beating up like um, thieves who are Mm -hmm. stealing like these um, instruments that are owned by a lot of like historically, like a lot of like historical jazz musicians. And, um, and then eventually you find out it's like the, the, museum benefactor who was threatening to pull his funding because those instruments kept getting stolen. It turns out he was the one who was behind the thefts and he was trying to hoard them for himself or whatever, whatever. None of that was particularly interesting. But what I really liked is after you completed it, like you could actually walk around inside the museum and like look at each instrument. And it gave you like this big, long, like detailed history of, of each person that it belonged to. And, yeah, and like it was. If it I was remember correctly, you couldn't go back, right? Like, if once you leave, you couldn't go back in.
1: Yeah, I don't think you could go back. Granted, I didn't try, but that just seems like one of those things. Like, I don't, I don't think you would be able to just like go up to the building and press like triangle to enter or anything. Like, that seemed like something that would be like locked off then.
0: Yeah, because I remember being disappointed because I think I immediately tried to go back in just to see if you could, and you couldn't. Mm. But like, I, I feel like that's a little bit of a missed opportunity. But I'm like, I'm, I'm big on that kind of history, and like. Uh, jazz history and that kind of stuff so for them to actually have a big like detailed layout like that i thought was really really cool and showed that they
1: like i i was i was really impressed that they put so much effort into making that like an actual like exhibit where it's like it would have been so easy for them to be like oh yeah this was his face's trumpet and Mm -hmm. like you you get that information from the mission and then it's like Oh, now everyone's at the party, but right. but like, but yeah, it's like there was so much information there. That and and like I, like I I remember there was a big controversy about like, like, like shortly after launch, all the like Puerto Rican flags or Cuban flags oh, yeah. or something or some something, something like right. that. Yeah, and 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 it's like. That happening, I'm. That's the sort of thing I'm so confident that was just like a bug. No one intentionally did that because, like, that mission with all that history regarding jazz and and everything. It's like there was so much care put into like like everyone's culture in this. Where it's where it's like 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 yeah, jazz music and like My- Miles' connection to music and his and his and his 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 culture and everything what it was so thoughtfully put together where it's like i'm 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 sure that that was uh like a, a texture got loaded wrong and it it wasn't that someone didn't know the difference between the flags you don't put <laughs> right. that much effort into fleshing out the like all this all this music history exhibit and then like oh we forgot what the Puerto
0: Rican flag looks like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I forgot about that, but yeah, um it's just funny. Maybe they had maybe all the like all the research team was on the jazz portion, and they're like, "Oh, just <laughs> they go, forgot go, to first flag on Google." Flags. Just, <laughs> right? Yeah, they're like, "Oh, close enough." Yeah, but um, <laughs> but like the side quests that I wasn't wild about, mostly because of the outcome of it, and also because the enemies are fucking irritating. But the pyro missions, like. I couldn't stand fighting those pyro guys anyway. And this is partially my fault because I found the first game to be pretty easy. So I started Mm -hmm. the game on hard and Mm -hmm. it was still pretty easy for the most part. But the symbiote enemies, which we'll get to later, and then the pyro enemies, were a fucking nightmare to fight on hard. Like they'll completely sap your health in like one or two hits.
1: I didn't really have any issues with the pyro enemies. Granted, I was just playing on on normal, I think. But uh, dude, the symbiote enemies were definitely like they definitely like crank the difficulty up a little bit for those. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really annoying. I mm. liked the pyro missions. I, uh, I was a little, I was a little caught off guard though, because I was, I was doing, I w- like, I was doing nothing but, uh, but like side stuff for so long. And like, I would do like, um, a mainline mission here, here and there. But like the way I, I play, especially Spider-Man is, a uh, I, I have to clear the map anytime a new sort of like map thing comes up. I have to clear all of that before I can continue like the mainline missions half because I'm paranoid that something's like locked to this part of the game. And if I don't do it now, I won't be able to complete it. But also just like I, I, I see icon on screen. I must make it go away. Uh, so I started to get the pyro missions. But, like, I hadn't started doing them yet, I w- and I was just, like, doing some crimes. And I was like, what's
0: with all these fucking dudes burning down buildings? Right. Where did this fucking come from? That was a weird thing, too, because that was the same with me. I didn't do the pyro missions yet, but, um, like, if anyone's unfamiliar, there's, like, random, like, petty crimes that'll happen that you could just choose to stop for, like, extra experience points. And they're not tied to any, like, official mission or anything. But those pyro guys show up all the time on those crimes. And, yeah, I ran into them th- through crimes way before I ever did the actual missions <laughs> revolving around them.
1: Yeah. And, like, do I, like, I feel like the number of crimes – I mean, granted, it would make sense if this was the case. But I feel like when the pyro things start coming up, the number of crimes went up. Like, hmm. there was suddenly way more crimes where it's, like, dudes fucking setting fuel
0: tankers on fire and shit. And I'm like, God, I'm just trying to fucking get over there. <laughs> Right, and that's one thing that annoyed me about the first game, and that they actually kept in this one, which was which I wasn't happy with. But how, like, if you're going for a hundred percent completion, like the crimes are infinite; they just they'll happen forever. But you mm-hmm. have to complete a certain amount of crimes in each district to count towards like a hundred percenting it. Mm-hmm. And that got it gets annoying after a while because it's the same crimes over and over again. Yeah, um,
1: if there was more variety, it it definitely wouldn't be so annoying. But yeah, it's like when when you have to complete like four crimes or something and it's like, oh, burning building, burning, building,
0: burning, building and burning fuel tanker and you're done. It's right. Like, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about and I think that it is a small improvement in this one. But um, I remember in part in part one, like to get credit, the crime has to take place in that specific district. Mm-hmm. So you had to just kind of swing around doing nothing, waiting for it to spawn. Mm-hmm. And uh I remember in part one, sometimes it felt like it would take forever for one to spawn, and it would be especially yeah. annoying if it would spawn like right on the border between two different districts, and then it counts for the wrong one. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I remember
1: but, that being annoying.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like how you mentioned just now, like especially when the pyro guys debut, the crimes are a lot more frequent, which also translates to not having to wait as long when you're trying to go for that hundred percent. Yeah. To be able to get them to spawn, but um, but when you actually get into the pyro mission, um, it does. It's kind of like a direct follow up to the DLC story where Yuri, the uh, police officer who was helping Spider-Man in the first game, Mm -hmm. like in the DLC, she uh, goes like vigilante, essentially. And so she pops up because she's investigating this cult, this fire cult. And like, I feel I say I don't like it because I didn't really like fighting the fire enemies. But also the payoff was really weird because I felt like the payoff was so big that it felt weird to have that big payoff in some side mission that some people might not ever play. Yeah. Uh, as, but especially
1: because it like the payoff is so big. I expect that to be a DLC
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's like you, but like there are people who are going to miss this. <laughs> right. And that's the thing too. Cause um, so when you finish the quest line, you find the leader of the cult and he escapes. And it turns out that the leader, he goes by a different name at first, but if you're familiar at all with Spider-Man, you can probably guess who he is. And when you've f- dude, it's funny. I, I was so not even thinking like, because, because it was a
1: side mission thing. I was yeah. like, I was like, I'm not really paying attention. Like, Oh, this is the dude, whatever, you know? And then like it, it like at one point, Yuri like mentions other aliases he's gone by and, and then i was like oh
0: oh that's what this is <laughs> right yeah because that's that's the only thing that had me second guessing myself because he's going by a different name and then of, and then of course and you finally get to the end then she's naming his aliases one of the aliases he goes by is cletus cassidy who's mm-hmm. carnage for anyone who might not know the name so
1: and, and, and he like, escapes
0: th- with a he escapes with a symbiote sample too doesn't he yeah, yeah, it, it's, like, they, it's
1: very on the nose with it, too, because, like, I'm pretty sure he has a line at one point where, where it's, like, like, he's talking about, like, his motivation or something, and he's just, like, I want to create carnage.
0: Or like, <laughs> and it felt I, I, like, I, like it was ripped straight out of the script from that Venom 2 movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, like, at that point, if you know
1: the character, like, you, you know that, like, that like oh this is carnage but him saying that was like damn y'all are really making sure everyone knows this is what's coming
0: (laughs) right yeah and you mentioned him being possible dlc which i want to ask about but i feel like before i ask about it we should set it up by going over kind of the rest of the story so kind of like going back to what we're i i i
1: I, I, I will say like uh uh with all this like pyro stuff I really liked all of the different interactions you were getting through all this because all these like cult members like they keep talking about all these like prophecies and stuff and uh it, it, like one thing I wrote down well well first uh I I'm I was not familiar with like Wraith as, as as a Spider-Man character really at all. I think like after Yuri came back, I literally wrote on my notes, "Yuri!" <laughs> <laughs> because like i i remember her like dipping out at the end of the last games dlc and thinking like oh that feel that feels like a story thing that, that that's gonna come back but like it's been so long since i've played the first spider-man that uh i didn't i i just wasn't thinking about it so when yuri showed up and like he, he, it doesn't immediately show it's yuri but like the way they're interacting i was like holy shit it's yuri <laughs> Mm, and right. and like i was so hyped to see her and like to see their interactions and stuff cuz you never actually see yuri in the game b- b- before it was you literally you only talk to her via the phone so like mm. to see them interact face to face just felt really cool but uh, uh like like i i i wrote down at one point in one of the like first uh the first like like pyro head headquarters side things of uh, you're crawling through the the buildings. I I when I do these, I always like wait a little bit before I start taking people out, just because I like to to listen to what they're talking about and, and everything. And th- this probably happens in the first one you do, regardless. It, but it might have just been the first one I did. I don't know. But uh, at one point, like P- the, you're you're attacking these like cultists, and they're talking about a prophecy, and and Peter just being like quippy spider-man is like oh yeah what kind of prophecy where i where i grow six arms and become some sort of man spider or something and (laughs) and like that happened i was like oh shit he he referenced the thing (laughs) like this whole game any reference i feel like that fucking me was like he said he said the thing
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no like the dialogue is always on point on this game it's pretty great Mm -hmm. um but yeah so as far as oh that was the thing too i think we talked about it on the main show i never played the dlc so i didn't even know yuri left oh and, yeah and i i hated the uh i hated the pyro fight so much that i actually saved the pyro missions that was the very last thing i did i beat the story i beat <laughs> yeah. all the other side missions and i saved that for the very end and in the notes i was taking when i was playing it initially one of my complaints which like is my fault but I was like, what what happened to Yuri? They never even mentioned her. What like where'd she go? <laughs> it's like, man, and Yuri then, went
1: through a breakdown and I just missed that, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then she, she pops up in the side quest. I'm like, oh well, there she is. If mm-hmm. I would have just played if I would have just played the rest of the game, I would have had my answer. But Damn, but so yeah, that, so
1: did you play any of the first games DLC? No. But Damn. I I
0: when I saw that she went vigilante from playing the Pyro missions, I went back and just read a synopsis because I was like, I'm obviously I mean, I obviously yeah. missed something.
1: Yeah, I really liked the DLC of the, for the first game, so I I didn't play Spider-Man PS4 when it first came out. I I I so I've always like been into games, but there was a a while but like PS3 era through like halfway through PS4 that like I just wasn't really focused on games, so I missed a whole lot of stuff there, and I think Spider-Man PS4 came out right before i got really back into games again Mm -hmm. so i think it's like i had seen that there was a spider-man game and i remember one of my friends jaren always like talking about how good it was and like i remember him bringing it over to my house one time he was like you need you need to play this game and i was like "Ah, yeah, i'll get to it but like all i'd play was like call of duty or something so it's like I, i i don't really play games for story things right now so whatever so I ended up playing Spider-Man PS4 when I got the game of the year edition that had all the DLC included. So like when I played it, I just played through everything. And I thought the game was really great. Everything bundled together because I'm pretty sure that there was some stuff where it's like you could start DLC stuff in the middle of the story. Mm-hmm. So it's like I remember doing like Hammerhead, uh, the, the the fucking like crime boss. I remember doing like his, his mission's at certain points and stuff and like everything just fit together so well where it's like it's hard for me to even really differentiate what was and wasn't dlc like what like like which stuff was dlc and which stuff was just like side mission stuff because it all kind of just felt like side mission stuff and i like i i just i love this universe so much i was so hyped for all of it I know some of the DLC definitely wasn't quite as interesting, but like, I just, I, I think of it all as just the game. So, so it's like, I, I never re- really thought of it as DLC, but mm-hmm. it's, it, but it, it, yeah, if you never played it, just reading a synopsis is probably fine. Cause it's not like, I mean, y- the Yuri thing was definitely the biggest story beat to come out of it. Other than like, g- g- there was the, the stuff about like black cat and, and Peter, fucking i guess <laughs> in the alleyway yeah because i i remember i'm pretty sure in the, one of the dlcs like black cat is like lot get, getting peter to help her steal shit by making him think like oh i'm i i had your kid or something and it's like oh man so spider mans just out here fucking huh <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and like that also comes back into the main story of this game too but I kind of had the opposite situation as you, which is why I missed the DLC, but I played it when it first came out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like, I, I don't remember if I rented it or I borrowed it from somebody, but one way or another, I played it pretty much at release. Nothing was out yet. And then months later, the DLC comes out and I'm kind of done with it already. I platinum did whatever. I don't Dude, even think I had it the at the time. That's
1: the most annoying thing about DLC packs like this. It's like for, for something like Spider-Man. I love this game. I love this universe. I'll I will jump back in. But a lot of games, it's like, like, I know people would shit on, like, day one DLC, but man, that's kind of the t- the, the the time you want to get me with DLC. Because if you <laughs> let me forget about this game and move on, like, it's going to be so much harder to get me to come back to these DLC than it is if, mm-hmm.
0: like, if it's available when I beat the game. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, like, that, I mean, is a little bit of a tangent, but I remember that happened with, like, Final Fantasy 15 because like half the game was missing i don't know if you're familiar with that whole story but
1: oh yeah I, I i i never played it but i i know what you're talking about yeah it was just like half the game was dlc
0: yeah and they were and like after the release they kept releasing like uh paid costumes they had like an assassin's creed costume they had a cup noodle costume and all this stuff and we were like why I beat the game already. Like, why the fuck would I ever go back just to like download the Assassin's Creed a costume that I'm never right. going to use cause I'm done with the game. <laughs> why but, would I even pay for that? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of, I eventually got the game of the year edition, which had it included, but I just never went back to it. Cause every time I would look at it, I would be like, uh, like, uh, but there's all this other stuff I've never played. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's something I'd want to get to soon though now that now that persona is done then i can have my life back right but but yeah so getting uh, back into like the main story so we were talking earlier about like all the reformed villains and the reason why the game focuses so much on them is because back to what sandman said he went on his rampage because he was defending himself from somebody who was hunting him and of course that leads to craven the hunter who's kind of the main villain of the game he's at least advertised to an extent as the main villain of the game but um it's
1: it's interesting the way that they picked like who to advertise as the main villain because like 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 yeah on the cover of the game peter has the symbiote suit so it makes it very clear like i i try to imagine this from the perspective of someone who like isn't super familiar with like, like the kind of person who isn't watching all the like PlayStation state of plays and stuff. Like just mm-hmm. your average person who just like sees the game at GameStop or something. It's like, they see it. It's like, Oh, Venom's in this game. Cause Peter has black suit stuff, mm-hmm. but like all the marketing material was like Craven the Hunter. I feel like they could have hidden Craven the way that they hid some of the other stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like, like no marketing stuff showed Sandman before the game came out, so that beginning sequence was so exciting because it's like, holy shit! I was not expecting this at fucking all, right? And and it's like I feel like they could have done that with Craven. Granted, like all like like uh, the the one the one like the one like first big state of play where it showed that like that like cinematic of Craven like walking through the jungle and stuff, and then, like he kills the guy. That was really exciting because, like, holy shit, Craven, let's go. <laughs> mm. But, like, they could have done, put Venom in way more marketing stuff and made it out like Venom's, like, the big villain of the game. And then, like, oh, before you even get there, there's this guy first.
0: Right. And, yeah, I feel like they did a better job with that on the first game because the first game didn't even really tell you who the villain was. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were trailers here and there that highlighted uh, Mr. Negative. But even then, I feel like they still focused more on Martin Lee and were trying to treat him like a good guy. Yeah. And then, of course, the big twist at the end is it's really Dr. Octopus at the end. Um, yeah, that that
1: reveal was so cool because it's like, again, if you're familiar with Spider-Man, you know, like Otto Octavius becomes Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. And like it's a very slow burn thing throughout the story where like he he he's getting a little more crazy. He's getting a little angrier. But mm-hmm. like no, no marketing, anything like really insinuated. Oh, like it, like you're gonna be fighting him. It was more right. like I, I remember for half the game thinking like, oh, is, like Doc Ock gonna be like next game or something. Yeah, same.
0: I thought they were teasing for the sequel.
1: Yeah, and then like at the the end is the, the, the like the big fight is like oh you're 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 like you finally get to where like this is what it's been building up to, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah I I figured i i i I that this that that this game would follow that sort of pattern a little bit, but yeah it was, it was just entirely different,
0: right, yeah, and so so that's kind of the crux, like the overarching story is that well, for one reason and I don't know if they ever really explained this, but Craven has a terminal illness, he comes to New York because he's trying to hunt he he wants to find prey worthy of fighting him. He wants to fight prey that can kill him um so he comes to New York to hunt all the villains. Uh, hoping that one of them will provide the challenge he's looking for. I never understood why he didn't just go for Spider-Man to begin with, because Spider-Man captured them all already. So, right. (laughs) So he was like already proven himself to be better than all of them. But for whatever reason, Craven never really goes after Spider-Man until later. But what eventually happens. It's almost
1: like Craven wasn't even aware Spider-Man existed for a while. Right, Which makes no sense. Yeah. It's like, if he if he's finding out about like lizard and scorpion and stuff it's like you you cannot come across that information without learning that spider-man's there
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. right and so that was like a weird part of the story but um a lot of like the first half of the game is spider-man trying to protect all these reformed villains from craven who keeps trying to like capture them and so craven's kind of like the overarching force that's guiding the story for the first half or so but like that kind of branches off into two stories kind of one for peter and one for miles so for peter it's kind of picking up from the post-credit scene um from part one so just a quick background on that so um harry was supposedly gone on some like foreign trip in part one which is why you never see him but then it turns out that he really had some kind of terminal illness and his dad was hiding, hiding it from everybody. And he was like in some kind of stasis while they were trying to find a cure for whatever he has. And then the big like cutaway at the end of the first game was the symbiote inside like the test tube that they were keeping him in. So mm-hmm. they telegraph from the first game that, oh, Harry's the one with the symbiote. So Peter's story is that he reunites with Harry Harry eventually shows that he has a symbiote. He kind of becomes like a superhero partner for him with him for a little while, but then like eventually in one of their fights with Craven, Spider-Man gets stabbed and is a, is dying essentially. And the symbiote jumps from Harry to Peter to like keep him alive from his, from his wound. And so the thing, so what that leads to is, you know, Peter has the symbiote, it, the symbiote saves his life, but it starts changing his personality and he starts becoming more aggressive and all that. Now, meanwhile, Harry apparently, like the symbiote didn't cure him. It was just a like a bandaid, essentially. So the longer he doesn't have the symbiote, he's just, his physical conditions like slowly decaying over the course of the game. And justifiably so, he starts getting more and more desperate and more and more aggressive towards Peter, because even though Peter doesn't have control of the symbiote and he can't give it back to him, really, even if he wanted to. Like, the longer Peter has it, the more he starts feeling like he doesn't really care whether or not Perry gets it back.
1: Yeah, and... it's like, it, like that that whole plot becomes like, like a, a loop at a point where it's like, okay, well, the longer Peter has this, the more he doesn't want to give it up because the symbiote's taking control. So it's like, the only time in the story Peter could have given it back immediately was like right after he was healed. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. they just didn't
0: right yeah and like the other the other main plot line is that one of the villains that craven's hunting is um mr negative who we were just talking about who was who was like the main villain from the first game um or at least for the first half of it and so he was responsible for the death of miles father and so miles is struggling through most of the game as to whether or not he should like hunt down Lee and like get revenge and like kill him to avenge his father. Or if he should, you know, let him, if he should like let him go and protect him. Like Peter was trying to protect the other villains, which eventually leads to like later in the game, um, Craven captures miles when Peter's having one of his fits with the symbiote and being like, I don't need miles. I don't need anybody. I'm the real (laughs) Spider-Man. And just kind of ghosts Miles for a little while. And so miles gets kidnapped and uh, put into an arena with uh, Mr. Negative in a, what's supposed to be a fight to the death. And uh, uh, Miles, all of that comes to a head where Miles is struggling with, do I subdue him and rescue us both from Craven, or do I give Craven what he wants and kill Lee for his entertainment so I could have my revenge? And I I really like the way that they went through how Miles kind of, miles is still fresh into his like spider-man career and he at this point in the story he has to kind of decide what kind of hero he wants to be and it's yeah, something it's like, that he struggles it's, it's with very, for a very long time yes
1: yeah, it's like it's very clear that like this is the first time since he's gotten these powers that like he's been presented with this kind of moral dilemma where mm-hmm. it's like i i doubt he'll have another dilemma like this where it's so personal but like it's definitely the like it's clearly the, the first time in his career where it's like you you have to make the decision. Like, do you stick to to what it means to be Spider-Man or do you do what you really wish you could do? And <clears throat> like, yeah, I, I, re- I really love the way that 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 kind of like moral question came up in this. And, and like like the, the, the whole like arena fight with Mr. Negative it's so it's so satisfying because it's like both options you like have pros and cons where it's like even even like playing it's like like yeah you don't want to give Craven what he wants but you that means you don't give miles what he wants so it's like no matter what there wasn't like a good decision if you're trying to like put your yourself in like miles headspace
2: hmm
0: and the thing that makes it even more muddy is that like Mr. Negative is very, especially when he finds out who the second Spider-Man is, like he's obviously remorseful about it. Like he's only really fighting Miles because he doesn't have a choice. Like they're both locked into this space. Mm-hmm. And not only is this fight really fun, it's it's pretty close to what his fight was in the first game. But that fight was great. And it's still great here where yeah, he yeah, it, it's like a lot of stuff like
1: that. Like they they clearly reused stuff from the last game and just kind of like polished it up a little bit. Like there was mm-hmm. a there there was a there was there was the whole like miles me- mental battling stuff tr- trying to like unlock his potential or whatever where you're fighting like vulture and stuff it's like it's it's clear like they just took that from the the last game and put it in this game and it's like it kind of pads the game out a little bit but it also kind of freshens up the gameplay where it's like th- like yeah f- fighting someone like that or or like any any of these like past villains it feels fresh compared to what you've been doing in this game and it, right. it, it, it's nice to have those little callbacks where it's like hey remember this thing that was pretty cool
0: huh mm-hmm. and you mentioned the other you mentioned villains like vulture and that was another thing that added to the lee fight because he was obviously leaning towards being like a good guy or trying to get his redemption or whatever. And a lot of times in stories like this, a villain, a reformed villain who's seeking redemption will get his redemption by like sacrificing himself somehow. Mm -hmm. And the, the idea of like death in this game, like a lot of times in comic book and superhero stuff, like you know, death most likely is not going to happen or is not going to stick because they want to still have those characters. But no, like mm-hmm. Craven's like straight up kill. He straight up kills like Scorpion. He stabs him with his own poison. Yeah, like so he kills uh,
1: Scorpion. I mean, Cra- Craven is straight up dead. Uh there there was that thing where where people like found an unused room or something of like Craven's throne, where like Rhino's head was mounted on the wall. Where it's mm. like that doesn't necessarily confirm Rhino's dead, but that. Like, the fact that's in the game, like, it's safe to assume they're probably going with the assumption that Rhino's just dead. It's like, they, right. they killed off a surprising amount of villains in this game.
0: Yeah, right. It, which really sold, like, how dangerous Craven was. But, like, so, I'm, like, I'm doing the Lee fight, and I'm like, you know, there's a real possibility that Lee ends up dead here. Maybe not necessarily by Miles' hand, but, like, I kind of felt like, considering, you know, his he was going through his redemption, his character wasn't ever isn't ever going to be at the level that he was in part one so i'm like you know it's a real chance that they'll kill him off here which they ultimately don't and he essentially becomes like a new ally for the two Spider-Man. but um that added a layer of tension to it that i don't think a lot of superhero games have because they establish that these characters can and will get and will die yeah over the course of this narrative um but one of the like one of the cool things too, and just to back up a little bit, cause I want to make sure we talk about it. But one of the people that Craven's also hunting was black cat, which kind of goes back to the DLC you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And she's apparently at some point when you're tracking her down again with miles, like this game does a lot to where characters that Peter's already interacted with, whether or not it was on, on screen or off screen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like they give miles a lot of time to meet these characters for the first time, as opposed to like having Peter meet them again. So yeah
1: it's uh, like it, like that the idea of having miles interact with these people was a really clever way of like introducing characters again and like introducing characters in this story, even though those characters have already been introduced before where, where, where it's like like yeah, you couldn't really reintroduce Black Cat in a, in a way where where like it would introduce people to that character for for seemingly like the first time. Again, because like there was a whole DLC with her before, but Miles mm-hmm. doesn't know that. So it's like you get to like kind of from the foundation, like build these characters up again, where it's like they can kind of go against your kind of assumptions about these characters by letting Miles meet them now. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, they might have done stuff in the DLC. They might have done, done stuff in the last game, but Miles doesn't know about that. So the interaction he's having with them is
0: specifically from his point of view. Mm, right. And then so once you get to that point where, like, when they're trying to rescue the villains that Craven's hunting, um, Miles finds Black Cat who stole who apparently stole some kind of artifact that lets her teleport to anywhere she could think of on the on the planet, essentially,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which leads to I still think Sandman's probably the best sequence of the game, maybe because, I've you know, the sequence is obviously used in Ratchet and Clank. But um this was a this was a pretty close second where you're chasing Black Cat and she's using you're chasing Black Cat but the hunters are also chasing her so there's all this shit going on around you and she's using this artifact to open up portals to teleport her mostly from to different parts of the city but sometimes a completely different parts of the world mm-hmm. so it's like you'll be swinging after her she'll open like a Doctor Strange style portal that'll all of a sudden you're like in like Antarctica was like collapsing. Yeah, that like part glaciers. was so cool. That part was so cool, especially
1: because, like, that setting, you don't ever see that again. Mm-hmm. They, like, they, they, they modeled that environment specifically for that one, like, 12 seconds of swinging. Right. Yeah. And, and that's
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Just to show you kind of what it was capable of. And, uh, yeah, it just the way that they did it was so cool. Again, it's obviously, they're obviously using whatever like tech they put together for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, because that's pretty much most it's, of that it, game.
1: It's literally like the exact same as 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 going through the rifts, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, but, you know, ha- applying it to the chase scene was so cool, and um, of course, that, again, that opens up the wider Marvel universe, because, you know, Doctor Strange's uh, Sanctum Sanctorum has always been in the game since the first one, but mm-hmm. um, once like ultimately, when you when you stop the hunters, she uses it to flee to like Paris, and she leaves the artifact with with Miles. Um, but then, as soon as Miles gets it, it like disappears in his hand, and is replaced uh, with a note from Wong saying like, "Oh, like that." Basically, they're taking it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah and, it's it's like you, like you finally get it back, and they're like, "Hey, thanks for getting this for us."
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> But that whole that whole scene was just so, so cool. Like I said, I still like the Sandman one a little bit more, but that, like, blew me away. Like, yeah. if if and when I replay it, that's one of the parts I'll be looking forward to the most.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that was definitely a, a, fun, a fun part. W- was, was that a side mission, or was that story? Oh, uh, that was story. Okay, I, I, I thought it was story, but it's, like, it's also, like, just, like unimportant enough to other stuff that it's like I couldn't remember if if that was just a side thing
0: you didn't have to do right now it was just an excuse to play with that tech again I think yeah. but I mean if if that's what they want to do I'm all up for it just keep using it if as far as I'm concerned yeah I mean, especially they do have a- because like it it wasn't it wasn't
1: like beating a dead horse they they, they weren't bringing it back every, every like 15 minutes It 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 feels a lot like a lot like pulling past game fights into this one for like, for like one fight where it's like, Hey, that that's a, th- that's tech. They've already like, they've already created and polished. So it's like, yeah, why not just throw it in this game too J- just like, it, it, it makes this game more interesting. It gives this game a little more variety. It, 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 it makes me think of how like people bitched about how, like, how like God of War Ragnarok, like reused, like the r- boat rowing animation, and it's like, like, man, if these studios have this stuff that they can throw into future games in a convenient way that like aids to the game, like, why not?
0: <laughs> they don't have I mean, I to... don't really see what the issue is with reusing it to begin with. It's the same character. Exactly. Like,
1: yeah. Like, what are they,
0: are, is he going to row the boat differently now? <laughs> after like a year or however long it takes place between games. Yeah. Like, I've been watching a, another small tangent, but Megan's been playing Pal World all weekend want to talk about reused animations (laughs) this fucking game it's literally just breath of the wild mixed with Fortnite, mixed with pokemon so
1: that i can't wait to talk about that game on the main show because that game is insane i haven't played it but just everything i've seen is like man this is uh, i can't believe this exists
0: Yeah, no, I've I've been watching Megan play it while I've been playing Persona all weekend. And it's like, yeah, it's pretty insane. I, I'm actually looking forward to talking about it, too, when the main show comes back along. But yeah, uh, but but then so so Miles, you know, he reckon I don't know if reconciles the right is the right word, but he comes to like he he kind of not even forgives. But either way, he's able to live with the idea that Lee Lee's out there and he's he decides that he's not going to kill him, that that's not the kind of Spider-Man he wants to be. And that's kind of like his main character arc. So Mm -hmm. which leads to now that Peter has a symbiote and Craven sees how powerful he is with it, he decides that Spider-Man now, like again, for whatever reason, he wasn't on his radar to begin with. But now that he has a symbiote, like that's the prey that he wants to fight. And that's the one that he thinks will be worthy of killing him in battle or whatever. So towards the end of the game, Probably like the two-thirds point, you finally fight craven in earnest with Peter, and you get locked in this arena where he has over throughout the course of the game, he realizes like sound is a symbiote's weakness, like every mm-hmm. version of um symbiote Spider-Man eventually comes across. So he has like an arena with bells all over it. And so you'll be it's like this really intense, like back and forth fight. And then whenever Craven's health drops a certain amount, he'll, like, flee to the bells and he'll throw, like, a spear at it, which, like, stuns you for a while, Mm -hmm. which was really cool too because I don't think I've ever played a game that let you experience the weaknesses of the symbiote. Like, usually when you play a game where you're either Black Suit Spider-Man or Venom, it's just, like, rampaging through everybody.
1: Yeah. But, but yeah, it it did did a really good job of, like... it, it, It did a really good job of setting up, like, this is something you are going to be using later too mm-hmm. because it's like when you fight venom you use the same tactics against him and, and yeah, it, it did a really good job of like like when, when you have the black suit on like you aren't just a rampaging badass like you are still like just a dude in a suit right now you do still have a weakness this guy knows that so it's like mm-hmm. you have to keep that in mind. While also like setting up like when like the the game doesn't project that you need to remember this. And because like, I mean, when you fight Venom later on, like it, it, it still like reminds you about these things. But I, I just thought that was a really cool way of, of of setting that up for the future where it's like like getting to where you're fighting Venom. It's like,
0: oh, yeah, Craven used that against me.
1: I can use that now.
0: Mm-hmm. And they take zero time on uh, letting you put that to use because and I think it's narratively one of the most interesting parts of the game. Um, when Peter is like about to be craven, miles fresh off of his revelation of the Spider-Man he wants to be is kind of carrying that compassion that he picked up from sparing uh, Mr. Negative. And he approaches Peter, who at this point obviously lost his mind mm-hmm. and uh, when he tries to stop Peter from killing Craven, Peter just completely unleashes on Miles, and then the perspective switch, and then all of a sudden, Peter's the boss fight, yeah. and you're playing as Miles running around that same environment that you were just fighting Craven in, shooting the bells and mm-hmm. weakening the suit with the exact same tactics that you just saw Craven use. Mm-hmm. And it's a kind of a crazy fight because like Miles is trying to subdue Peter, but Peter's straight up trying to kill Miles. Like, yeah, at that P- point, P-
1: Peter's not fucking around. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's and the funny thing is, like, he doesn't even really have a reason to want to kill Miles. He's just like annoyed that he broke up their fight. But he's so <laughs> yeah. far gone at this point that that's enough reason to murder his protege. <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, so that part was that part was insane. Because, again, you know, you in games, you don't usually get an opportunity to fight black suit Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the Craven fight right before, like literally immediately b- before it. Like, it's, yeah, it's pretty like, much I, the I- same fight. I forgot that, like, yeah, you do go immediately into fighting Peter then, don't you? (laughs) Mm -hmm, Yeah. And then, like, using the exact same tactics you just fought against as a different character against the character you were just controlling. Yeah. was, like, really, really cool. I I love that part so much. Um, But then, of course, you eventually, um, both Miles and then help from uh, MJ also um, leads to Peter losing the suit the suit goes back to Harry. It fully takes over him. And then that's when he finally becomes full on like venom, like the venom that we're all familiar with. Mm -hmm. And then the way they introduce him is also another, this is a game full of like crazy sequences. Like it's hard to, it sounds like we're just gushing over everything, but there's literally so many parts of this game that are just so over the top insane. But when you first, when Harry gets, fully transformed into venom now you're introduced to well really a fourth playable character we haven't talked about mary jane yet but Mm -hmm. you get control of venom and this is just straight up like if anyone if you remember playing that old ultimate spider-man game where you could play as venom i fucking love that game that has been my favorite spider-man game until this game Mm -hmm. so it's like you take that but then imagine you take that but with way better graphics and this venom's just a rampaging maniac who can straight up like murder people, eat people, Dude, rip them apart.
1: It's so funny the contrast between like you playing as like Miles and you, you like if you kick someone off, off, off like a tall building, it webs them to the building. Then you jump cut to being Venom where you literally break a guy's spine in half over your knee or something. It's like <laughs> they they leave no question.
0: Those guys are dead. They are mm. fucking dead. Right. And then that leads to this entire sequence where you're tearing through the Oscorp building. Um, you know, um, why am I Oh, Norman? I don't know why I was blanking on his name. So Norman's like pleading with Harry to like, you know, trying to get his son back essentially, which plays into the, it plays into the story later, but like Norman's trying to get control of him again. He just goes on a complete rampage, murders everybody in anywhere in his vicinity throughout the Oscorp building, eventually breaks through Oscorp, Gets to Times Square where Craven's waiting for him so he could finally have that final hunt that he's been searching for this whole time, which again leads to another boss fight, this time the final boss fight with Craven. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't remember the fight itself. The environment was cool just being in the middle of Times Square, but I don't remember the fight being anything particularly special. But the way that it ends <laughs> was Do you, kind yeah, of the, fucking the... crazy.
1: Yeah, the fight itself is pretty like, yeah, it's you're playing Spider-Man too. Like it doesn't feel particularly different, but yeah, the way it ends, dude, there were some really beautiful shots like them being on top of that, like LED sign and it's like illuminating the ground below them while Venom is just fucking killing
0: him. Like (laughs) it's it's so good. And he doesn't just kill him though. Like he, straight up, he like eats his head, kills him. <laughs> like, dude. Like the some of the vi- like it's it's a still a T rated game, but some of the violence in this game, and it's all pretty much venom side of it of the game. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, some of the violence in this game was like so crazy over the top, and mm-hmm. like they really pushed the T rating. I think as far as they could. Yeah. Um, def definitely. <laughs> But yeah, so he just straight up eats Kraven's head. Kraven's dead, finally. And it's such a high point in the game. It sucks that this is kind of where I feel like the game kind of falls apart. Not falls apart, that's too strong. But this is where the game kind of... That definitely feels like the peak. Yeah. Like, it, it kind of loses its momentum a bit. Because to me, I'm in that sequence. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Venom's rampaging through the city. Like, it's time, Spider, like, Miles, Peter, like, like you got to wrap this up, like, mm-hmm. before he causes any more damage. And then the game just re- reminds you that, hey, you're playing an open world game where it just needs to constantly be filled with shit. Mm-hmm. So instead of instead of just moving straight on to, like, fighting Venom, which I think narratively would have been the best choice, because after riding that high, now it just turns into a generic thing where, for some fucking reason, Venom turned into just, like, su- some like v- regular old villain with henchmen and he's like turning um new york citizens into symbiote monsters See, and like, then it's I, like i really love the
1: sequence where like harry is having the back and forth with venom where it's like it's it's harry speaking back to venom and he's like like we don't want to be doing this like i this isn't what i want i don't want to be hurting people and venom's like talking to him and it's like no no Doing this is going to help people. We're going to heal people this way. This is how you can. This is the, I'm helping you accomplish your goal. Like mm-hmm. we're going to heal people by making them like you. I really love that sequence, and like it, it, it did a really good job of setting up all of this. I feel like the game would have been better if it didn't go as like, like the game just goes off the rails at this point, where, where it's like everything up to this point feels pretty grounded like the most insane thing that had happened so far was like the sandman fight but even that still felt pretty grounded in reality because like afterwards like i'm pretty sure i mentioned on on on, on, like the main show there's parts of the map where like they're still cleaning up sand and like they're still showing the aftermath of all this where it's like yeah that was a crazy fucking like fucking crazy terrorist attack level event in new york but like it's grounded in reality and we're dealing with that and then like when all this venom stuff ramps up it just goes off the rails and it's like yeah there's fucking symbiote fucking trees and shit now (laughs) and like all the towns fucked up and half the people are symbiotes now it's like when that started it was pretty cool because it's like oh that makes sense like he'd be starting to like infect people but, like, there's symbiote people everywhere, mm. fucking everywhere. And, right. like, by the end of all this, it was really cool that, like, yeah, you could, like, at one point, like, I, when, when I'm playing Spider-Man, I often just, like, stop swinging and I just kind of, like, run for a while just to kind of, like, take in the the environment and, like, everything is just happening on the ground level because you don't often see that because you're expected to be swinging around. And in the Venom part, I did that, and like it, it'll be like constantly alerting you that there's like, like a like a crime here to stop. There's like a, there's like a, a a mild like side story thing here where it's like, oh, this person's stuck in a car, and you got to save them. But like I noticed on the mini map, there's enemies literally everywhere. Everywhere you turned, there's Symbiote people, and like that was really cool. But this whole section kind of overstated its welcome where it's like we we r- really went from zero to 100 with this really quickly. Right. <laughs> and like it didn't feel like it built up well where, where it's like one second you're Peter in the black suit and then and then now the venom's taken over New York <laughs> and we're right. not really sure how we got here.
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
0: Yeah, and it just gets, yeah, like you said, it just goes off the rails. And it, it the thing too is it takes too long. Like I'm not opposed to there being a new set of Venom enemies, but it's not just that there's new Venom enemies. It's that there's like 10 more missions of doing just really like like minuscule unimportant stuff that mm-hmm. just revolves around him making all these venom copies out of the citizens and then that's on top of then it opens up a whole new chain of side quests where you have to destroy have to... venom nests in every district and then Dude, the, the crimes venom nests were that... so annoying
1: like mm-hmm. there there like proportionally there were equal venom nests to like sandman nests and stuff but it just felt like there was so much more Venom shit to do. Yeah. And it's, it's like, also
0: because I would imagine because the way you played it, you were saying earlier, you played the game like you won't, you don't let yourself advance until you've done everything on the map. And at that point, you've pretty much done everything you can do. And then all of a sudden, there's like fucking 20 new missions that popped up.
1: Yeah. And, and it's like so so, yeah, what I did was when all those popped up, I did all the Venom nests. And so that took me a good few hours, I think and then i started all the venom story stuff and it's mm. like god damn like i i'm sure the, i'm sure when they were making the game they probably intended a bunch of the nest to last until after you finished the game where it's like oh you're still like cleaning up some of these but yeah the fact i did everything at once and then went into the mm. venom story stuff it was like Jesus Christ, dude. I'm so tired of these fucking symbiote enemies.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, that's the problem too with like just open world games in general. So narratively, that doesn't even make sense because a big part of the story was like, you know, if you defeat Venom, then that'll save the town and there won't be any more symbiotes. But Mm -hmm. then they're still roaming the city after you beat Venom in the post game because they're part of the checkbox that you yeah. need to come that you need to complete to get a hundred percent. So
1: yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause if they'd made it where there weren't any, then it's like, Oh, that locks you out of finishing that checkbox. So you'd have mm. to go back and then that's a problem. And,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, it just goes on way too long. Like, um, I feel like maybe like two or three missions tops of chasing venom until the big finale while you're still riding that high from the Craven. And the funny thing is like, People already say the game is short, but I honestly feel like it's too long. And I think I think length is really proportionate to the type of game it is. Yeah. And like an like an action game, like, you know, obviously the Spider-Man games borrow pretty heavily from like the Batman games, like Arkham Asylum, Mm -hmm. Arkham Knight and all those. And those games weren't like super long either, but it's like. There's like a there's like a sweet spot where this type of game will stay interesting for a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. and whether it's whether it's, I honestly just kind of feel like they felt the game was too short where they were, yeah. and felt like they needed to get another like three, four, five hours out of it by adding all this extra stuff. um yeah. but none of it really feels meaningful. Like it honestly does feel like the story kind of comes to a screeching halt up until you def- get to the final fight. There is one thing that happens that's kind of a big deal before you get to the uh, last boss. So um, in the first Spider-Man game, a lot of people complained about the stealth missions where you played as either Miles before he had his powers or or Mary Jane Mm -hmm. while you were running around avoiding enemies. Uh, This time they brought back Mary Jane missions. But and maybe this is coloring my perspective because I just played Last of Us Part Two for the first time before spider-man came out but mm-hmm. it felt like mary jane sections in this game felt like a really like basic like bargain basement last of us
1: <laughs> baby's first last of us
0: <laughs> yeah like she can throw items to like distract guards she and she has like a yeah. taser gun that like one shots everybody which is funny because again it's kind of my fault because i was playing on hard but i'm like i had to punch these guys with like super strength 15 times but mary jane will just be like zap zap yeah yeah,
1: dude i i I remember that being like such a huge meme everyone's like man why why, like what the hell's peter doing when mary jane's got a one-shot zapper for everything
0: (laughs) it's just funny too because like obviously craven's like the ultimate hunter but they make a big deal in the beginning of the game to be like he only recruits the biggest best hunters around the world it's an elite group of the greatest hunters ever known and then fucking news reporter mary jane's just like sneaking up on them and like zapping yeah. entire like armies of them yeah. um but yeah but i mean it it was an improvement because i really didn't like the stealth sections in the first game just because you're so helpless you go from being spider-man to just not being able to do anything um this one's yeah. better because you can defend yourself but
1: Yeah, I didn't mind the stealth missions from the last game, but there were definitely too many, and like Mm. it, it got old really quick. What I hated in the first Spider-Man was all the spider bot missions, Mm. where like I'm pretty sure I don't know if you could have skipped, like I, I think that you could like there was a way to to skip a lot of the like puzzles and stuff in the side stuff, like when you did like the hairy like like electric current things or, or all all, all those things. And and like all all the, like you, there was the, like uh the, 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 like a, like a, like the, like a, the, the fucking doc, uh, science things where you were completing like the puzzle. I liked all of those and I did all those, but the spider bot things where you're a spider bot going in and like, you have to fight the virus and stuff. I fucking hated those. Those are what I hated in Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, so that was another carryover from Ratchet and Clank, also because the Ratchet and Clank has that exact mission. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah, but like, so I didn't hate the stealth missions, but like they got old really quick. So I think this was a good way of them like, okay, we're we're still gonna have those, but we changed it a little bit, and I think it was a good change. But again, I still think there was just a little too much of these Mm -hmm. where where it's like because you do the the whole like craven base part when Mary Jane gets captured that first time. But then you do it again later on when you're hunting down Peter once he's gone crazy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, like, God, man, the, (laughs) the the. I didn't fail on anything as much as I did those missions because eventually I just started like trying to rush through them. So I was like, mm. I'm tired of fucking doing this. Just let me, let me be
0: Spider-Man in the Spider-Man game. <laughs> right. And well, the, I really did like that sequence though, because the, just the set pieces and watching Peter tear through people in the background Yeah, it was while really you're following cool. him as Mary Jane was cool.
1: It was really cool. But I feel like I like, I I want to say I remember that part being like three segments where it's like you mm. leave the house Then you move to a different part of the neighborhood. Then you move to the construction part of the neighborhood.
0: Right? If it was
1: like two set pieces, that would have been fine. But it's like the the third part comes up, and I
0: was like, ah! Mm -hmm. And then, and then the thing that it's all kind of building up to is that I think it's right after the last time he plays Mary Jane. But Mm -hmm. um, one of the last things that happens before the end, before you finally finish the game, is that Venom tries to get at Peter by infecting Mary Jane with the symbiote. And for some reason, she turns into like the strongest fucking symbiote out, yeah, of, she, out of all of them.
1: Yeah. She, she like, she turned in, into, in, into a, into a scream, which is mm. like, I, I get, I'm not super familiar with all the comic origins and stuff, but I know that scream is Mary Jane when she gets a symbiote, because th- this is a complaint I have with Spider-Man. In general this 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 is this is definitely my biggest spider-man grievance is i think venom as a character is way overrated and i think spider-man's insistence on doing so much stuff with venom and symbiotes is a little played out now where it's like all this stuff with like anti-venom and like anti-carnage and all this shit it's like (laughs) venom was a cool character the 17 iterations of venom are no longer cool to me, and I know mm, right. some people like a lot of people love Venom. I I I know I know people personally who like they love Venom. They have huge collections of Venom stuff. So it's like I I know plenty of people love this, but I think the the symbiote thing gets a little overdone. And this is the point. Th- this is the point for me where I was like, I'm honestly tired of all this symbiote stuff. When they introduce Scream, it's like it's cool to introduce that character to this game. And it's cool to have this fight, but God, man, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, Especially and- because
1: like n- narratively, like, what is it about Mary Jane that makes her a special symbiote? Mm-hmm. It's like H- Harry. It's like it makes sense that he's he's like Venom because he's that's the symbiote. And it's like if Peter gets it, he he's he's like a big deal because like, well, he had powers already. So it just amplifies that. What the fuck does Mary Jane have that makes (laughs) her the best symbiote
0: henchman ever? And again, like, again, this is probably my fault because I was playing on hard, but I was so upset. Like, I was trying to binge the game while Megan was asleep so she didn't have anything spoiled for her. So I'm playing Mm -hmm. this game at like 2 in the morning. I'm fucking exhausted. I just want to get to the end already. And I don't know if it's because I was tired. I don't know if it's because she actually is like harder but she I thought I thought she was one of the hardest fights in the game and her fight
1: was definitely hard yeah I,
0: and I was like dude I was like wh- like you said I was like she's just a normal person yeah like why is she so strong it's it's just, like by,
1: by this logic police should also be like venom bosses it's like oh well, well they have a gun so i bet that makes them stronger huh it's like what okay. does what what is it about mary jane
0: well, listen, i it, guess it, see, it, she it, has it, long hair so she's able to swing it at you from halfway yeah, across the stage
1: yeah because because n- none of the other symbiote people you 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 fight were people that had long hair
0: right <laughs> but but yeah like some of the some of that mary jane stuff is just like again it's an improvement over the first game but I, all, I don't know. I like There's all, too much of it, and just where it too, leads to is just bizarre. All this stuff, too, it makes the whole,
1: like, Carnage thing so weird to me because, like, this whole, like, World of Venom arc stuff where, like, Venom's taking over the world, that feels like that could have been DLC with Carnage. Mm-hmm. And it's like introducing Scream as a character feels like it could have been DLC with Carnage. I like it really like the way that they introduce carnage as a character. That's obviously going to be in this, in the series, but they did all this stuff. It's like, you guys aren't going to make the next game about symbiotes too. Are
0: you right? And then that's kind of leading to, uh, to the end of the game. Cause, uh, like with, again, I'm not, I'm not super familiar with every, I know there's like a lot of weird like storylines from Spider-Man comics that I've never heard of. Like every year or so I'll come across some weird fucking storyline that I never knew existed. That sounds fake. Cause it's so stupid. Yeah. Like the whole, like Gwen Stacy had an affair with Norman Osborn and had a clone <laughs> baby in secret and stupid shit like that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if there's ever been any big major stories where Venom goes around making like an army of symbiotes. Like I, I'm, butt.
1: I'm pretty sure that that that, that is a comic. I, th- I think that's one of like the the biggest Venom oriented stories because I I know that there's like a standalone Venom comic, mm-hmm. the, and there has been for a while. And I I'm I I, I get d- don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure that that yeah it, that that is a pretty big
0: Venom story. Right? Yeah, because I, I mean I've seen bits of like some of Venom solo stuff, and a lot of it is him just kind of being an antihero. Um, yeah.
1: But and I feel like that's I mean, what Ven- and this... Venom's
0: best as
1: is like yeah. an antihero. He, I don't think Venom should really be the big bad of anything. He should be an obstacle that Peter has to get through, and sometimes it's like he's kind of got to have to work with him, right? But but it's like we, when you, like it's just having too much Venom is a bad thing, in my opinion.
0: Mm, yeah and that you definitely feel it in this game like i said the craven fight against venom was kind of a real high point that was a Mm -hmm. perfect point to bring it home and then they drag it out like another five hours with all this weird symbiote mary Jane, yeah shit and it's like and again this might just be my ignorance of venom stories that i maybe i never heard of but that totally feels like a carnage thing more than a venom thing like you were saying yeah that of of if there was going to I mean he in this game he already has like a cult of followers that he's converted it feels like having an army of symbiotes that were converted from New York citizens is more of a Cletus thing than a well I almost said Eddie Brock in this case Harry I born, yeah. but, um, but that feels more like a carnage thing so yeah it just feels a little all over the place and then but when you find you finally get to the end I honestly don't Again, I was. it was like 3, 4 a.m. at this point. And I'm exhausted. Maybe I missed something. But eventually, they, they, t- they mentioned it here and there throughout the story. But then they really focus on the idea that once someone's a symbiote host, they're never truly completely free of the symbiote, which mm-hmm. causes Peter to go through one more transformation where he becomes anti-venom, which becomes like his final suit. And then he gets his symbiote powers back, but he has control over it. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how that happened aside from the vague the piece of the symbiote's always with you no matter what Um, yeah i mean it it was it was very similar to the whole like
1: uh like miles unlocking his potential thing if i remember right where it's like mm -hmm. it was a similar sort of thing where it's like peter had to like i like i i don't remember exactly how the segment might have been but i want to say it was another thing where it's like peter's like mentally fighting for a minute in the middle of of a big fight and that's when when it's, it it was that point where like he's going to like city hall or something like that and he's mm-hmm. getting his ass beat there was like a segment where you you had to like beat the symbiote as a, as a character and then you could mm-hmm. beat all the symbiote people easily
0: right yeah and it does give him a power that kills the symbiotes faster which again like i alluded to earlier playing that game on hard the thing that makes these symbiote enemies especially annoying is that they don't ever like tell you or pull you aside and say, hey, use these abilities on these symbiotes. But certain symbiotes can't be hurt by certain things. Mm-hmm. And you kind of just had to go by trial and error and figure it out because yeah. there were so many times, especially like the fast ones, like the green ones. Oh my I gosh, was like, fuck why the those fuck? Guys. I was like, why the fuck is nothing working? Like, why are yeah. they dodging everything? What's happening? I'm thinking I'm doing something wrong. Or there's something I missed. But if I remember correctly, they're like only susceptible to special attacks. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Or
1: there were were some like you had to use web based abilities or something like
0: Hmm. it it was was annoying. That's really when I went to town with Miles. I was like, fuck this, dude. I'm just using all my area of effect electricity attacks and just wiping (laughs) all these guys out. Like, I don't think I don't think I touched any of the optional symbiote missions with Peter because it was like, no, no, Miles is like made for this shit. He just wipes them out so fast. Yeah. Even though the anti venom suit is supposed to be able to, is supposed to be especially strong against them, is still like Miles. That was yeah. more effective. But, but so yeah, so Peter gets the anti venom suit. Miles gets a new suit that the internet apparently said was awful. I didn't really think much of it one way or another. Yeah, everyone hated that suit. I think the hair hole is
1: fucking stupid. <laughs> that, yeah, that's Espe- that, Especially do because, it. like, if you think about this in the universe, it's like, like, the. I'm just stating the obvious here. Miles has black person hair, clearly. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like if you can see <laughs> Miles Morales Spider-Man's hair when he's in the suit. If you're a villain trying to narrow down who that is, well, now it's got to be a someone who's black.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's
1: like, th- then like that that just it feels like such a plot hole where it's like, is no one n- no one's gonna pick up on that, huh? No one's mm, right. No one's going to be able to use this information
0: to their advantage, huh? <laughs> and I guess I, everybody in superhero stories is kind of an idiot because they never put these pieces together. But I'm also thinking right. you see you see Miles. And like you said, like, look at this hair. Like, it helps you narrow it down. And then who is he always with? Who's also disappearing for long periods of time? Yeah. Whenever <laughs> like who? like Peter and Miles and that's another thing we didn't really talk about but in the beginning of the story they really established that Peter's become Miles' mentor both as Spider-Man and just as a as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, oh, Peter's mentoring Miles. Oh, they both always disappear when shit's happening and then there's two Spider-Men and now this one Spider-Man has Miles' hair sticking out of his mask. Yeah. It's like I feel
1: like the like the the like dean of the school or whatever the hell. They they've got to be able to put the pieces together like you know, those two people were missing for a while, mm. and this Spider-Man has that Morales kid's hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> yeah, the funny thing, though, is I never really saw people point that out specifically. They It was either, like, the design of the suit itself or the obvious product placement from his shoes that were, like, real shoes that were on sale.
1: Yeah, man, that doesn't bother me. I don't care. I, mm. I think the, the, like, Colgate toothpaste highlight thing... <laughs> I think that's cool. I think that's a really cool aspect of the suit. That and I I I hope that they keep that part of it for future iterations because like that is a cool way of like differentiating Miles suit at least in the in the Insomniac universe. Because like it mm-hmm. it highlights his like electric abilities and like it just makes him visually stand out. The the hair hole is fucking stupid. The shoes, yeah, it's it's annoying. It's stupid, but like, man, whatever, whatever makes money, I guess
0: (laughs) I, again, maybe it was my 4am delirium, but I honestly didn't think much about it one way or another, except for yes, the hair hole was pretty dumb, but yeah. Um, but, uh, you, they eventually, you know, Peter gets the anti-venom suit, Miles gets whatever the fuck his suit is. They decide to have their final showdown with Venom which they do. And it's like, it's a really cool fight where it's kind of like you're switching back and forth between the two of them. Um, there's um, again, it plays a lot into using the pipes to be able to uh, stun mm-hmm. venom. But at this point, he's such a powerhouse. He, for one, he like really towers over both of them. Like he's massive mm-hmm. in this game. Um, and then there's like two big platforms on like a destroyed building where you're kind of jumping back and forth between those to get away from some of his attacks. Cause some of them are really, really, some of them pretty much take the, up the entire space. It's, it was a really difficult, frustrating fight again on hard. Um, and at 4am, but it wasn't like my favorite fight, but it was, it did a good job of selling how powerful venom was. Mm-hmm. And that two Spider-Men combined even with the anti-venom suit was, could like, barely beat him. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I don't know what you thought of the fight. I, Feel like I would have enjoyed it more again if I wasn't playing on hard, and that's my fault. But um, it was like a it was a pretty long fight compared to the rest of them. But it no, yeah, was pretty I, satisfying. Did a good job of showing how powerful this version of Venom was, and like yeah. they barely beat him. I thought the fight was was pretty fun.
1: Uh, I really like the part where you're playing as Peter, and you have to jump between the like the like stadium and the the like school. The school like gymnasium parts. I like I I'm pretty sure that we forgot to, to mention this, but there was the whole part where you're doing the the segment that where it, it first introduces Harry into the game. And you you guys ride the bicycle, and like the the bicycle part's dumb because like I'm <laughs> Spider Man. Why am I riding a bicycle through through a neighborhood? Mm-hmm. But I really liked that part I liked seeing young Peter clearly like right after he got his spider abilities. It's, it's cool that like in this, in this series where it already established that Peter's been Spider-Man for a while, we do get a chance to see that young Peter, even if it's just for a mission where you're sneaking around janitors and shit. Mm -hmm, I really like that. And it, it was, it was cool that they used that later on it for that, like, emotional connection between the two characters and i i thought that like that aspect of like jumping from that one arena to another arena to another arena it's like that was a really cool fight i thought that was i i mentally kind of think of that as the final fight because that was just a more interesting like arena for it Mm -hmm, whereas like the actual final fight ended up being at the emily may foundation and you're just like your your miles just kind of throwing stuff back at him. Mm-hmm. I again with the overusing symbiote thing. I thought it was wild that they went ahead and did winged venom, where venom oh, can fly right. now.
0: It's like I totally forgot about that, but yeah, I, that they was insane. They really just
1: blew their load with symbiote
0: mm. stuff in this game, and like I just
1: don't get how they're supposed to reintroduce carnage in this but actually now that i say that uh (laughs) i realize i i have my my notes from the insomniac leak in front of me and it's it's unofficially confirmed that the next game is called venom lethal protector where i mean even without the leak it was clear like that venom section where you're playing as venom going through oscorp that area is very fleshed out and like Venom has a full move set it's it's clear like they didn't put all that work into just that one like 15 minute segment right
0: <laughs> right
1: yeah Th- that, like it was it's so polished clearly they're using that again so it makes perfect sense that like the the next like the that like Spider-Man 2.5 for, for like the the Miles Morales to to, to this game is clearly going to be a venom game. It's weird because I the way the game ends off, like we haven't got to this yet, but you beat venom and and he goes back to being Harry who's just a sickly em- emaciated l- l- little guy. And uh and, and Norman comes gets him. He he fucking thinks that the, that the Spider-Man did this to him and like the Spider-Man are trying to kill him.
0: Which is really fucking stupid because when he first turned into Venom, Spider-Man's there and he's like, please save my son. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, I guess in his I guess in his like, I guess, deluded mind, it's easier to blame Spider-Man than himself. But earlier in the game, he's acknowledging it's his fault and that Harry might need to be stopped, even possibly by lethal means. And he kind of seems like he comes to terms with that. And 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 then when the, the whole time that Venom's around, too.
1: Like we forgot to mention that like that like Kurt Connors lizard is in the game, and like we, like he he like C- Craven's dudes turn him into lizard so Craven can hunt can 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 just hunt him down, but like after you get the the like serum or whatever the hell to turn him back into Kurt Connors, like the whole time he's like, yo, we need to stop this shit. You need Mm -hmm. to like bring Venom here so I can stop this shit. This is bad. This is fucking bad. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, like he had to have been communicating that to Norman that like, Mm. yo, dog, this is like he's fucked, dude.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that was the weird part about it. I felt like the ending was a little forced. I mean, obviously, now they're moving towards Green Goblin at some point. But Mm -hmm. like, it seemed like he understood that. And then when Spider-Man brought him back alive, but he was sick again in like in a coma. And then he was like, you, you did this to my son. Like, what did you do to him? Yeah. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? He did what you told him to do. (laughs) It's like, dude, look at the building behind us. Right. Uh, Like, what do you think
1: happened? (laughs) (laughs) But, but But yeah, yeah. Like I, all, all that happens. Uh, And It's like it it, like I don't know exactly how they're supposed to go now into a Venom game because it's like is this I I don't even get how the timeline would work because I saying this out loud now I'm thinking like okay what if they like like every other fucking Venom story we've ever gotten Venom has to fight carnage now. Like mm-hmm. I could see that being the setup, where 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 where, where they have the fire cult and, and and Carnage shows up, and now in the Venom game you have to fight Carnage. Like I said, because right. that's how every Venom story has to go, I guess. Uh, I I it's like I don't get where in the timeline that fits, unless it's like I it's not gonna. I don't see how they could give Harry the symbiote again. And him become Venom, but he's good now,
0: Mm -hmm, right? Or
1: something, because it seems like they really took that out of him.
0: Yeah, because, um, kind of a little bit about the leaks, but like early in the game when they when people first noticed that uh, like Matt Murdock's um law office wasn't there anymore, and they kind of cheekily like hinted that oh. Um, they might be working on something Daredevil related. So a lot of people assume that Daredevil was going to be the DLC. Mm-hmm. But now that the leaks came out, and we know it's a Venom DLC. I'm kind of in the same spot as you are where I would assume it has to be a sequel because he wasn't like, I don't really feel like there was an opportunity for him to go around fighting Carnage and nobody knew about it.
1: But yeah, at the same it, time,
0: like... how does Harry come back?
1: Yeah, like the only way I could see them doing it is like, Oh, yeah, in that time frame where where the, the Spider-Men are fighting the symbiotes that are taking over New York, that whole time Venom was fighting Carnage. But that still doesn't really make sense because, like, at the end of the game, like, Cletus Kasady hasn't become Carnage yet. Mm-hmm, right. So it's like I just I don't get how this timeline is supposed to work out. And then, like, especially second- because,
0: like I said in my playthrough, I didn't even do the fire missions until after the story, so Venom was already gone by the time Cletus yeah. escaped at the symbiote sample.
1: Yeah, and it's like I I try I try to think like okay, well, Peter still has his symbiote abilities, but like if the game's called Venom Lethal Protector and you're playing as Venom, it's clearly not going to be Peter. So like, yeah, I I don't know what to expect with that. And I don't know how they're supposed to spin it into that.
0: Right. And then it it makes you wonder if like miles is going to play a role in this at all. Cause like the ultimate like ending and like the new status quo is that throughout the game, it's a a plot thread that like Peter's kind of neglecting Mary Jane. So mm -hmm. he decides to essentially retire as Spider-Man so he could spend more time with her and officially gives up the mantle to miles. So miles will be the new, like only Spider-Man in New York. Mm-hmm. while peter tries to like live and enjoy his life again um so you know with ven if venom really is like running around new york again like m- you would assume miles has to show up at some point
1: yeah yeah I'd, i i i am excited to see how they do that because like obviously just knowing of its existence doesn't really tell us anything but mm-hmm. i mean hell for all we know in all those insomniac documents they have a playable build of this game that people are fucking around
0: with right yeah <laughs> No, it's hard to say, but it'll be interesting to see what direction they take it. Uh, mm-hmm. Were there any other like takeaways that you wanted to make sure to mention?
1: So before we get into like Insomniac leak stuff, where there is a bunch of information about Spider-Man in that, I do have a few more notes of like little things I I noticed. Um, one thing I wrote down: uh, I don't. So both of us platinumed this game, so you obviously mm-hmm. got every trophy, the Splat Trophy made me actually laugh out loud because I hadn't looked through the trophy list. If uh, it like sp- sp- splat was one where you just, you fall from a great height and just eat shit <laughs> and you do that and it pops a trophy. So I was trying to do the trophy where you do like 30 air tricks before hitting the ground. I f- at first misunderstood that trophy as you have to do like you, you, the way you do it is you do it like while swinging. You don't have to do 30 tricks in a row, (laughs) but I was trying to do it 30 tricks in a row. So I went to, there's one building that I remember is in the like kind of Southwest part of the map. That was like the biggest, tallest building I could find. It wasn't like Avenger tower or anything. It was like, it was even bigger. It was the tallest building I could find where I went up there and I did a big jump trying to get as much air as i can then i just started fucking spinning and i m- i didn't have my camera set to where i could see how far i was from the ground because i figured i had plenty of room uh-huh. and i'm just fucking spinning and and then it tr- pops a trophy for splat i i laughed out loud because that was so funny
0: there's something that hits just right about when there's like some kind of joke trophy that you get by accident
1: yeah it's so good yeah. <laughs> But, uh, no, did I, I, I don't know, like, as far as
0: like trophies go, were, were there any that really stood out to you? Um, not that I could think of. There was the baseball one that was really confusing to me. Do yeah, that was a weird one. Like, so when I platinumed the first Spider Man game,
1: uh, I, when I first played it, I didn't really care about trophies, so I didn't really pay attention to them. It was only after I'd finished the game and I noticed like, on my PlayStation, it said my trophy percentage was at like 98% or something.
0: Mm -hmm. And I was
1: like, Oh, I guess I could just kind of get the platinum. I already did it basically. And the only trophy I didn't have was visiting uncle Ben's grave. So I literally just had to open the game up, run, run to the graveyard and just get the trophy. But I, I didn't want Spider-Man to be my first platinum because shadow of the Colossus is my favorite game of all time. So I, I marathon played nothing but Shadow of the Colossus for like a week getting the platinum for that. Then I reinstalled Spider Man, went to the graveyard, pop, popped the trophy. So I got like my first two platinums in the same day. Oh <laughs> uh, that This rounding the bases one felt like that trophy. E- even though there's another trophy, I think, where like as Miles you you visit your dad's grave. But mm. like th- the rounding the bases one felt the same to me, where it's like, I would
0: have never fucking thought to do this. <laughs> No, that's the funny thing, because I try not to look up secret. It's just like a thing of mine. I try not to look up secret trophies unless the secret trophies are the only ones left. Yeah. So I I went to Miles' dad's grave and nothing happened. And I was like, what the fuck? Like that has there's two missing. It has to be one of them. Mm -hmm. And then it turned out that it hit Miles' trophy. was checking uh, the trophy um, Finn's science trophy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. So like the grave, you can interact with the grave, but they don't give you shit for it. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I was like kind of in the same boat. Like that, I tried really hard to find Finn's trophy without looking it up, and then I was like, I should just like watch the ending of Miles again. I'll see where it is. And then, but eventually, I was just like, No, it's a waste of time. Just fucking look it up. Who cares? Yeah. It was like literally the last trophy that Dude, I the needed. La- the last trophy
1: I had to do was one where you have to create a web zipline and take out, like, 25 enemies using the mm. zip line. I, I straight up didn't use that the entire game unless it told me to because, like, that just wasn't in the first game or Miles Morales. So Like, I never think of it as something I should do. I'm just mm. so used to completing, like, hideouts and stuff with the normal set of powers. So I didn't think to do that until the end of the game where I'm just cleaning up trophies. I had to do that one. Let me tell you, it's a fucking bitch doing those with random crimes in the city because Hmm. I had to do them as miles where I could turn invisible because I had to find a crime in a street between two buildings close enough that I could do the zip line above them. (laughs) But if I got too close to the ground, they would see me. And if they've seen you and you have the zip line, you can't web them up then. So, mm. I had to keep going invisible, create another like zip line, then try to like lure someone close enough. It took me so long to get this final
0: trophy. <laughs> it was that so like a nightmare see that's i I forgot about i I also forgot that that was even a thing you can do, but I was looking over the trophy list just to make sure there wasn't something I missed, and I think I had like three more craven hideouts left when I noticed that one. And I was like, let me do that now before I have nothing to do. Yeah, that would uh,
1: that would definitely be the easier way to do it.
0: Yeah. But um, Um, other other than that, I don't know if anyone really had a lot of trouble with it, but I had a lot of fun doing the one where it was basically fly from one end of the city to the other without without touching the ground.
1: Yeah, that one was Um, really
0: fun. And but yeah, those are probably the ones that stood out to me.
1: So, so uh, some other random notes I have. Uh, I really noticed that there's a lot of unique graffiti all over the city. Mm. I don't know if that's anything you paid attention to, but it's like I, when I would just be like running around, I just would notice like a cool mural up on a wall, and it's like, it it never brings attention to these things, and they're they're, but they're really well done, and they're like it it just really added to like fleshing the world out uh some of the some more little details like i noticed like uh when you're fighting pe- people and like you would do like a like a like a the like the like the, like the, like, the, like finishing move and it kind of goes slow motion you would see like spit flying out of people's mouths as you hit them and stuff and it's like that's just a little detail that just kind of adds to this that doesn't really add anything but it just makes it feel even more fleshed out but uh the one of the coolest things I noticed that mission where your miles and your, you have to like steal the mascot for your school back from the rival school that, that stole it. Mm-hmm. And there's all those, like the, the like hints all over the city where you have to solve these, like these, like a uh, UV light, like laser puzzles. If you walk through the laser, the laser stops there and like, the 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 answer you've been trying to get like f- goes off the like screen where it's displaying it. Mm. i I thought it was really interesting how they had a this full physics engine built around these lasers where like, yeah, when you broke that path at any point, it actually broke the path right and and then I know I noticed the uh, just the all, all the interesting like NPC dialogue you come across. That same mission, when you do get the like, I don't remember what animal it was that you steal back like a like a a, a, some some like small animal, you steal it back from all these kids in this like garage where they were hiding. Just all of them had like a unique little line to say. And like they all like were like bummed out and like just their body language was so intentionally made for that one moment. Where it's like this is a bunch of people who like their thing they were excited for got shot down and now they're like ah oh, well <laughs> fuck man and it's mm-hmm. like I, I I just love all all, all those all, all those things yeah but, uh, I think the last thing I want to make sure to bring up is a uh, in all of the Sandman fights where, where where you're like fighting the the like the like, like Sandman minions out there's one of them where it. it brings attention where, like if you throw the, these these like Sandman guys into water they like immediately die because <laughs> like since he's sand if he comes in contact with water it, it fucks with him and like it, it establishes that at the beginning of the fight too where it's like you have to do the, the water tower to do, do the electric power and crystallize him and everything but uh there was one Sandman memory area where there was it was on like a golf course or something like that where there's like lakes built in this area and I remember at one point just standing in water and all these Sandman enemies just kind of stood around looking at me like they wouldn't come <laughs> near the water and I thought that was so interesting that like the NPCs are programmed where it's like I can't touch that I'm yeah. not gonna be able that. to yank them in I was yeah <laughs> but, but it's like I thought it was so interesting where it's like if you stand there like
0: all of them just they kind of stop what they're doing and they're like well what now <laughs> Yeah, no, they definitely took a lot of time to like make a lot of the NPCs and like the enemies just have their own like unique behaviors and dialogue and everything. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of the things that you could tell they put a lot of attention into. Mm-hmm. And again, like we were saying in the beginning, it makes the whole game just feel so much more alive because of that. So, d- this is completely
1: disconnected from that. Um, did you do the mission where? I don't remember what like side mission thing this was the end of, but you end up in Chameleon's apartment. Yeah, I dude, I thought that was so fucking cool. Uh, and I'm excited to see Chameleon in future stuff because like he's established in this universe now. Where it's like, I, I like it stands out in my mind because I remember taking a screenshot. Uh, w- which black suit did you use? Did you have, like, one you would always switch back to? I think for the most part, I just use the default one. Okay, I always used the, like, 90s Spider-Man cartoon-inspired one, where it was, like, the, mm. the black and blue, like, outlines. Kind of like the, the 3D sort of effect. Yeah, right. Uh, just because it, it looks so good. But I, I remember, like, being in Scorpion's apartment, and there's, like, a, a, a room that has a big mirror, and I took a screenshot of Peter, like, standing in front of the mirror where, like, the camera's at his back, but he's fa- his face is in the mirror and I just remember s- Peter's model is fucking double cheeked up on a Tuesday, <laughs> dude like his cheeks are rock solid. but uh <laughs> I thought that whole mission was so cool because like every painting in his apartment, the face is distorted and like there's all these like masks and stuff and like all these disguises all over the place. I, I just thought that was a really cool part part of the game.
0: Yeah, I wanted to mention that, too, but I couldn't remember. I don't even remember what, how the quest line starts, but you're essentially same. Like, you're like hunting different missing people or something like that. But they're all end up being aliases of chameleon. And yeah, he, yeah, was, he, all he like- was also hiding from Craven like the rest of the villains. But he's the only one who's not only do you never directly meet him, but he's still out there and you never really directly encounter him. By yeah, like by the end of the quest line, your reward is knowing that he exists, but you never really see him.
1: Yeah, and like it, if it does anything, I think it. There was that one shot where it's like someone looking through a scope or something mm-hmm. that I don't remember if that was like insinuating that's supposed to be Chameleon or what. But but yeah, I remember like Chameleon was like Craven's cousin or something like that. Like they're, right, they were yeah. they were related in some way, which is just an interesting thing. Usually, stuff like that pisses me off. How like in Star Wars, like everything revolves around like this group of like ten people. Mm-hmm. it's like i hate small universe syndrome stuff like that where it's like oh why is chameleon related to craven it like why but it's like i don't know This that's kind of neat i guess it kind of makes sense that both these dudes are like i guess chameleon is also like a hunter kind of so i, right. I guess that makes sense
0: yeah so it'll be interesting that definitely also feels like a tease um yeah for like a future a future villain for either I don't know if it's the Venom game or or the proper Spider-Man 3, but, well, I mean, we're definitely going to see him again. Uh, but yeah. you kind of covered all the side quests that I was thinking of. The only other one that I forgot to mention earlier, again, I don't even remember what quest line it's from, and I don't think you'd even do it for very long, which is probably why I forgot. But there's a few parts where you play as Miles' girlfriend in this game, who, I don't remember her name, but she's uh, she's deaf. Yeah, And so when you play as her, like, it's the perspective changes like a lot of her communication is based off of being able to see people's emotions so it'll pop up with little like icons that shows how they're feeling
1: yeah i i really like a lot of people clowned like oh why does she have a a voice actor she she's deaf it's like play the game uh Mm -hmm. but but it's like yeah i really liked how it's like i feel like it did kind of accurately represent being deaf where it's like she can hear like she hears something but it's it's not it's not enough so it's like you could hear that someone's talking but you can't make out what they're saying really but right. like yeah the, the the like subtitles would just be like 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 faces and and that's how people communicate it's like it's like oh they're 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 like a they're like a, a crying face and like something about like a, a like a plant and then they like point at something and like it's it's kind of an accurate way I mean I, i'm not deaf I, I i i don't know sign language so it's like i can't say accurate and, and actually no but it, it feels like a thoughtful way of demonstrating like being deaf and what like kind of a taste of what that's like
0: right yeah because i would i would like to imagine that if you're deaf you just see emojis everywhere yeah that um, sounds great yeah but um <laughs> but no i thought the i thought the way that they did that was really cool um Again, like you mentioned, and I feel like that sequence is really, and this sounds weird to say. It sounds like I'm joking, but I'm not. But the part where you're playing as her, I feel like was really was a really great part to be playing with headphones because it kind of really gave you, like again, like you hear something, but you can't make out what they're saying. But when people would talk at um, when people would talk to her, like you would hear a sound. It just wasn't really discernible what they were saying, really. And I thought that the way that they handled it was really unique and creative. And I kind of wish they, I mean, again, I don't really know how much more you could do with it, but like you play it really, it's like really, really sparingly. Like it's barely, I think it's like the end of like one or two missions or something, but it, it, yeah, it it was
1: only like once or twice. And for a few minutes, it like, I guess those kind of fit in that category of like what the stealth missions were, but like, it's a creative enough take on that idea of like taking the powers away from your character. Mm. Then like, it's an interesting character to do that
0: with. Right. Yeah. So like, like there's so many different things that are really creative and unique in this game. And of all, the, of all the things in games, where you're fighting giant sand monsters and flying through Dr. Strange portals and, all the symbiote stuff. It's like one of the most interesting and creative parts I thought was the part where you're playing as miles girlfriend and kind mm-hmm. of experiencing that. Like that part of her world and how she kind of sees the world as a deaf person. I thought that was really, really cool and well done. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, but that's about all that I had on this game. I don't know if any of the leaks really went into any more detail about future plans aside from the so- venom
1: stuff. So there's a couple things I wanted to talk about for sure. Um,
0: mm. So I, th-
2: he,
1: the more I th- I've thought about this since I learned about it, the more interesting it is to me that there was – that that this game Spider-Man The Great Web was a canceled game that was supposed to be a multiplayer game based on this universe and, and this, like, this game engine where – in the slides it came up on it's mentioned like it's intended to be Spider-Man meets GTA online and i i don't know what that means i don't know if that's like you know the the, the way that i'm sure every company is like we're going to make a multiplayer suite and uh, it's it's going to it's going to be similar to Grand Theft Auto online in that we want to make money off of it but like mm. but but it's like okay fucking like t- Tetris isn't going to do anything that's even remotely similar to GTA online. So it like that's the only similarity when you say that. So right. it's like I don't know what that's that would mean, but it's really th- the fact that that was a thing being worked on that was canceled seemingly before the game came out uh, makes the whole like spider bot thing Extra interesting mm-hmm. because that gets into like Spider-Verse type stuff where like right. I so when I completed the last spider bot thing, my girlfriend came in to like say something to me right when the cutscene started for that. So like I kind of missed the first part. But it's like it collecting the spider bots opened that like dimensional rift where Miles is like talking to someone and then it just like goes away. Didn't it sound like Miguel?
2: If I remember correctly?
0: Yeah, it did, now that you mention it. No, yeah. Hold on, I'll have to look it up to make sure. But I could swear, again, we played this game months ago. Yeah. But I could swear it was Miguel's voice. No, that would make sense that it
1: was. But, yeah, like, while you look that up, I just think that's so interesting because, like, that feels like that was in the game to be the backdoor pilot to this multiplayer game because like I don't see how you do a multiplayer Spider-Man game without it being Spider-Verse style stuff where there's multiple Spider-Men because like what are they going to do some isometric game where one person plays as Spider-Man and six people play as thugs or something it's mm, like right it's, it would have to be Spider-Verse related so it feels like that Spider-Bot thing was the, the way of like introducing that into the game them to later release the multiplayer aspect but that's been cancelled so now it's like
0: that was just kind of a weird subplot <laughs> now <laughs> yeah and I guess that's kind of uh that kind of uh, goes back to and one more one last thing that we forgot to mention was the post credit scene um, where throughout the game another major thing that Miles is dealing with and it feeds into his like his anger towards Mr. Negative um but his mom's trying to start dating again and like throughout oh, the game yeah. she keeps mentioning this guy that she's dating and Miles is reluctant to meet him and to allow like another father figure in his life um so when at the post credit scene when he's finally come to peace with everything they come over for dinner and uh it turns and when he introduces um himself he brings his daughter with him and introduces her as Cindy Moon, who, of course, um, in the comic books is Silk, another um, another spider hero. Yeah. So, do, do you know anything about that character? Not too much. Okay. I know a little bit The little bit that I do know is just because I'm like, I'm I don't know if the video is going to get posted, but I'm wearing my Gwen sweater. I'm like obsessed with Gwen, Um, all versions of her, really. But Gwen is
1: best girl. I agree.
0: Yeah, no, I love Gwen. So like there was like when spider when the first spider-verse movie became really big there was news that after like the whatever miles movies are wrapped up that they're working on like a all like female spider-verse movie that was going to feature like Gwen and uh Silk and Spider-Woman and all that mm. and so i was re- i was like reading little bits about like kind of the differences between the characters and what makes her unique and that kind of thing but outside of like really brief like tidbits i really know nothing about the character
1: yeah same like I like that credits that post credit scene happened and I was like okay that character's clearly someone important it, it, it was this game's version of like Yuri becoming Wraith thing where it's like at the end of the Spider-Man DLC I was like okay this is clearly a story thing is Yuri someone from the comics and I looked it up and I remember th- like reading like huh Wraith okay And then like that information just like left my mind until I saw her on screen. But this was a similar thing where it's like that credit scene played. And I was like, huh? Cindy moon. That's clearly someone. I guess I'm gonna look it up. And I look it up Mm. and I see like pictures. I'm like, okay, I've seen this character before, but I don't know anything about her. And like, I kind of avoided reading too much because stuff like this, especially in a Spider-Man game, it's so rare that I'm going to be surprised because like, I'm familiar with pretty much all of this stuff. So like if they can do something I'm not familiar with that, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with
0: that. Right. And I would assume that's why they went with silk over like Gwen, who was probably a more obvious choice. And yeah, um, which kind of sucks for me because I was looking forward to playing her as her in one of these games someday. But I mean, at the very least uh, we'll probably at least get a, a skin <laughs> like a suit. So yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. Um, but that's interesting. I had no idea about that canceled game. Cause you would think, yeah, you would think that it would just be mostly people playing as like spider people. Right. And at this yeah. point, because of spider verse, so many different ones have kind of bled into like pop culture now yeah. to where it's a lot more than just Peter. It's a lot more than just Peter and miles too. It's like at yeah. this point, I feel like anyone would see Gwen or, or like one of these weird offshoots from spider verse or like Miguel and they'll be instantly recognizable. So yeah, It would be it, interesting it's, it's to like, see what direction they would take that.
1: Yeah, at this point, like, every iteration of Spider-Man, like, people are pretty familiar with. Like, people know Scarlet Spider. People know Spider-Man 2099. And people, like, understand that, like, these are all separate people now. So it would make sense that there would be, a mul- like, a multiplayer game. I, I know we mentioned this on the main show for sure, but, like, it's interesting, too, that, like, there was never a multiplayer part of this game, how you could play mm-hmm. with a friend where like you're p- just playing the story as Peter and Miles,
0: right? And it, um, like, yeah, I feel like that was a. I I know why they didn't because of the way that they did the story, but I feel I did feel like that was a pretty big missed opportunity.
1: Like how how did how did all the like 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 be be better together marketing get through to like the final stages, and no one point out like you think people are gonna take this as this is a multiplayer game.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm, Right. And that's one of the cool things too. Like we mentioned it on the main show, but not today, but like randomly when you're in fights, like if you're playing as Peter, Miles might swing in and help you. Harry uh, even swings in or or like, or like, or
1: like, like, or even Yuri too. Yeah. Yuri
0: will show up. Yeah. So like the way that like, there's like hints of like what a multiplayer thing would look like, but never without with an actual like multiplayer mode. Yeah. So, I mean, now that they're apparently, cause nobody believes that Peter is permanently retired. So at no, this point you potentially, it's like, yeah. I expect entirely like
1: the, I, b- before the, before the leaks, I didn't necessarily think venom was going to be the, the like 2.5 game. I definitely expected it to be like some, some sort of thing where like, this is going to be another miles centric game. Where it's like it's gonna be some more like minor stories with Miles or something, or maybe some other character that uh they haven't really introduced yet. But like, it's it's clear there's gonna be another Spider-Man game. They they hint that like the the like like a like G serum for Norman, where it's like clearly a Goblin serum, and like hinting at like bringing back Doc Ock. In, in, in a future game, it's like it's clear they're setting up a third game, which I mean is in the Insomniac leaks confirmed it's going to be Venom Lethal Protector, then Wolverine, then Spider Man 3. So it's like mm-hmm. it, it follows the exact trajectory I think everyone expected. But yeah, I, I just assumed like it's probably going to be a thing where Miles is the main character for the game, but then for like a final boss, like when you're fighting Norman or something at the end of the game. It's going to be a thing where it's like Miles has been dealing with this and he calls in Peter for the end. And like the end of this whole game series is like they're going to come together
0: again or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that just makes me think too, because like, you know, you'll have Peter's going to obviously come back at some point. You have Miles. You apparently have Silk, um, which I'm assuming she's going to be playable because YT's another spider person if they're not going to be playable. Right. And it's then like, it,
1: it, in, in the leaks too, like it's listed like Venom Lethal Protector, Wolverine, Spider-Man three, another Ratchet game, then X-Men or like X-Men two, if you would consider Wolverine X-Men one, then after that, it's new IP, then another X-Men game, then another new IP. And I don't know hmm. if that if that's the same IP or if that's two different IPs, it's probably the same, but I wonder too like I wonder could that be like are they going to make another like kind of marvel spin-off series with silk or something.
2: Right. I don't know yeah. if
1: if if that would necessarily be considered new IP or not. But I I mean Right. I could see it being considered a new IP.
0: Yeah, if they're not going to label it Spider-Man 4 or whatever, I could see yeah. them internally calling it something different. Um, yeah. but yeah, and I just feel like I hope that they find, even if it's just like bullshit side missions or something, I feel like I really want them to figure out some way to do multiplayer, because at this point, you know, you're going to have Peter in some way, shape or form, obviously, mm-hmm. Miles and then Silk and then whatever happens in the Venom DLC, so potentially Venom's out there,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like playing superhero or whatever. So and that's it's like, they how long can you touch. keep adding... Like that?
1: like that like, that, like all, all that's assuming they don't touch Spider-Verse stuff too, where they introduce right. even more Spider Men.
0: Right, yeah. And then I'm having trouble finding it because every time I look for Spider Man 2 Spider-Verse teasers and stuff, it's mostly just walkthroughs of the entire Spider-Bot quest or just like trailers yeah. for Spider-Verse. Yeah. But it looks like from what I could tell, it looks like it was the voice of not Miguel but like his assistant, the I don't remember her name, but Oh um,
1: yeah. Uh the like the 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 one chick with like the afro
0: yeah right and then yeah. she and then like when you collect the last spider bot a portal very obviously from spider verse yeah um like opens up and then like the hand reaches out and grabs the bot from him and is like oh thanks for finding these or whatever so yeah so on top of the characters that are already confirmed there's a very obvious spider verse tease also so yeah. it's like at w- some point I mean-
1: I could see that being the end of that too, because like that could just be like the reverse of the last spider verse movie, how it had references to every other Spider-Man thing. This is like a way of, of kind of doing the reverse where now, even though this game wasn't out when that movie came out, it's still tying this, even though I'm pretty sure like insomniac Spider-Man was in the movie, at least Mm, in a shot or two, like it just kind of ties it in further the way that like there's a shot of like of like of like fucking uh, as uh, uh, fucking fucking Donald Glover's uh, prowler prowler in, yeah. in the movie, tying it to the to the
0: live action universe even more and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it's hard to say, but if they do decide to revisit a multiplayer game, they do have, um you know, they did already kind of plant seeds if they really wanted to. But yeah. even if they don't take it in that direction, though, just the four characters that are already kind of established between Peter, Miles, Silk, and potentially Venom. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see which uh, direction they go. I'm also curious to see how it goes because they've confirmed that Wolverine is going to be like a violent M rated game. Mm-hmm. And then to transition from that to X Men, where most likely X Men's not going to be a violent X rated game yeah. or M rated game, I mean. So yeah. it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how game. it transitions yeah x-rated game (laughs) um um, but yeah it'll be like you know you'll go from wolverine uh ripping people apart in his game to just being like fox fox kids wolverine in the next game yeah yeah but Um, yeah it'll be interesting to see where it goes
1: i i i have a whole bunch of other little information like sales information i we kind of went over it in the last main episode so like Hmm. we don't really need to go into that especially because we're at like two and a half hours so far yeah (laughs) Uh, the last thing i'll ask though what do you think about insomniac basically being confirmed as the marvel studio now
0: (laughs) dude i mean as long as they keep pumping i mean like insomniac's one of my favorite developers so as long as they keep pumping out great games i'm pretty excited about it um though the blade game throws a little bit of a wrench into that though yeah. Do, do you know if they confirmed whether or not Blade is gonna be in the same universe as X-Men? No, I, don't, and...
1: I don't think they've confirmed any little details like that, which is just mm-hmm. really weird. Yeah. Because that's the sort of thing that if it was like the the reverse of this were like if if, if somehow in, in a universe like Sony didn't pick up Insomniac and so so Sony like didn't end up with the spider-man ip and it and microsoft got it initially i feel like just given the way playstation is if they announced a marvel game that's seemingly like separate from the established marvel universe of games i feel like sony would be the kind of company that would be like like this is exclusive this is Mm -hmm. its own thing but like none of that's been an established for blade and and yeah it, it's it's weird how there's so little being unlike confirmed with that it's like is this in the same universe is is any of this tied together do they have the same deals as sony's getting like how does <laughs> this work
0: yeah, because you mentioned in the last show that there was some kind of a clause where if spider if Spider-Man didn't hit a certain sales goal, that Marvel would be able to like pull out of the contract and put their games out on other platforms or something like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: six six million sales, uh, in one year. If if, mm. if if any of these games don't hit six million sales in a year, uh, Mar- Marvel can pull out and basically they get out scot free. They don't. There's no penalties. Uh, but if Sony if if that happened, a game didn't get 6 million sales, Sony could pull out, but they would have to pay like contract co- contract severance fees.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, the way that these games have been selling so far, I don't think they're in any danger of yeah, I mean, missing I looked, that goal.
1: I looked it up while we were recording, and as of November 12th, uh, Spider-Man sold at least 6.1 million units. I mm-hmm. think it's safe to say... It's probably closer to eight million at this point. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Spy Spider Man one sold twenty one point six million according to the leaks. And I don't know if that counts the like one point three million Steam sales.
0: Right. So it, it, just or the, the copies way... of remastered that were bundled with uh Exactly the yeah. Ultimate Edition of Miles, yeah
1: which which i mean yeah the remastered sold 4 million copies according to the leaks and, and it's like e- yeah if you if you look at like the sales information we went over in the last episode where like the last of us part 2 sold considerably less than the last of us 1 it's like you can kind of assume like the sequels to these games probably won't sell as much as the initial game does but still like I imagine Spider-Man two is easily going to hit 10 million sales mm-hmm. in its lifetime. So it's like, it's they're they're selling, selling pretty well. And it's, and yeah. it's, it's projected that Wolverine's supposed to hit 10 million sales according right. to their internal documents. So they're yeah. going to do good.
0: So, yeah, no, I'm hoping like, like I said, I love insomniac. I don't think there's, I never played fuse, but aside from that, I don't think there's a game that I've ever played uh, that I've seen that they've made that I haven't, loved so see i I haven't
1: really played much insomniac stuff before ps4 generation Uh like i i I never really played many many uh many uh ratchet games growing up i just never really touched them uh Mm. i mean i i love spyro to death but that's so long ago that it's hard it's hardly even the same company Mm, Uh, right but like I I I've said before. I'm pretty sure I've said on on the show like Insomniac has in, in, Insomniac has a prescription for their back pain from carrying the weight of PS5.
0: Yeah, right. And that's what I was going to mention too when you said sales like I don't know, a lot of people rag on Xbox and rightfully so for their their poor game output the last couple of generations but i honestly don't feel like the ps5 is really doing that much better and it's no, really it, just insomniac
1: it, no yeah sony's just been better about getting like second and third party
0: exclusives mm-hmm, yeah and even then it's like what like final fantasy 16 and i honestly can't off the Other top of my head and I can't stuff think of anything else like i actually yeah. went through a list of like all ps5 exclusives and i think like if you if you exclude ones that are also PS4 which i personally do cuz my definition of an exclusive is something you can only play on that platform yeah that that is and, the textbook definition of exclusivity <laughs> yeah and like you know a lot of a lot of sony like a lot of huge like sony fans or whatever will be like well horizon and god of war and stuff i'm like no th- those don't count and those are all yeah. those are all PS4 games that were upscaled to PS5 but those weren't made for PS5 yeah but it's like yeah it, like they're so like
1: like there's starting to be more that will be coming out this year because i'm pretty sure like rise of the ronin is supposed to be ps5 exclusive like there's Mm -hmm. more of these games coming out but still even after what's been announced comes out that's still gonna you'll still probably be able to count all of the true ps5 exclusives on like two hands
0: Mm -hmm, right yeah and i felt like similar with the ps4 like you know we've been talking so much about spider-man obviously but Gravity Rush 2 was like the first game where I felt like okay now finally the PS4 is like arrived and that was like three years in three or four years in and like Spider-Man I think came out like six months or so after Gravity Rush and that's when things started really like started rolling and like building momentum but yeah PS4 had the same problem and it's like it just so like I really don't feel like they'll have a problem hitting their sales projections when it doesn't really have a whole lot of competition yeah exactly Um, Aside, and that's aside from it also being a great game that's one hundred percent worth your time and one hundred percent worth picking up, even if there were a hundred other exclusives fighting for your attention. But yeah, um, it's like
1: I a part of me is bummed that Insomniac is basically just Marvel the game studio now because, like, I like like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was a genuinely fantastic game, and like I I really enjoyed that, even not being a Ratchet fan. So it's mm. like even though like they are working on another ratchet game supposedly like it it really just seems like their creativity is being like at this point it's kind of like they're limited to what Marvel lets them work with but mm. I it, that it, that's also not all bad because right. that's only annoying to me because of superhero movie fatigue right where it's like I'm tired of superhero movies because there's just too fucking many that doesn't right. quite exist in games yet. I just kind of feel that because it's Marvel, but as long as these games keep being fantastic, like I can't complain.
0: Mm. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel too. I was actually thinking, about the superhero fatigue thing with the movies where I feel like almost the superhero games are kind of booming right now while the movies are kind of declining. Yeah. And it's really off the backs of games like Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sucks. Cause like as much as I love insomniac, they do usually get stuck on like one thing. So like yeah. it was Sp- Spyro one, two and three was all they worked on for a while. And then um, ratchet and clank was their next thing. And then and they, they made worked on Ratchet, Ratchet games. And... I think like the PS2 and like PS3 generation it was like all they worked on was Ratchet, if I remember correctly.
1: I think and so, then, yeah.
0: And then like they and then in the PS4 and like Xbox One generation, they tried to branch out and they made Sunset Overdrive on, which was an Xbox exclusive at the time. Yeah, and then and they, they made Fuse, they made which those, was like a
1: all those yeah. failed VR games, right?
0: And then they the, made that Fuse, sold 4, which four
1: thousand copies. <laughs> yeah
0: like they went into like they started kind of branching out and experimenting and then that was when um like fuse i know nothing about it and i don't know if it's any good or not no one ever talks about it so i'm assuming it either not either not good or no one really heard of it but Mm -hmm. either way like you know sunset overdrive and fuse and then all their smaller projects were coming out and then um for other platforms and then sony freaked out and bought them so now yeah they went back to being the ratchet studio and then now they're the marvel studio that kind of makes ratchet games sometimes yeah um but i mean the one thing is that even with the games that like even just going back to spyro i never played spyro 2 and 3 i only played one it wasn't until like the remastered collection where i played two and three finally and honestly two and three... same
2: i
1: the only experience with spyro 2 i ever had was a demo disc so i mm-hmm. only ever played the lava level Right. Because that that was on the demo disc, but like I didn't play anything else from that game, and I've never played Spyro three at all. I I'm in the process of platinuming Spyro two, but mm-hmm. like that's kind of my like that's the game I like when I'm tired of other stuff. I know Spyro two is gonna be there for me, <laughs> and like mm-hmm. I can just right. keep coming yeah. back every few months and play play a handful of levels, and get into something
0: else. Right, and you know that's the thing about them too is like they, you know they'll make the same game they'll make the same like game series repeatedly, but they usually switch it up enough to where it doesn't feel like you're just playing more of the same. Like I was surprised yeah. that like Spyro three felt so different from one, even though it only released at the time, like two years apart yeah. with part two in the middle. Like a lot of the ratchet games, like it's not, it's not always a positive change. Cause like ratchet deadlocked when back when everything had to be edgy and they turned, tried to turn ratchet into like a fucking like, murder like a murder arena game (laughs) where it it was like a death game where ratchet was separated from clank because clank was seen as too kitty or whatever and yeah he was like fighting for his life in a death arena like the the innovation isn't always a hit but they're always trying to find ways to make the games feel new so as long as they can keep that up with spider-man they'll obviously have a different approach with wolverine and seeing what they do with x-men i mean i feel like it's pretty exciting even though yeah i agree that it would be nice to see them branch out into brand new things but also just from their history they don't usually branch out to new things they usually stick with one thing for a very long time
1: yeah that 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 is
0: definitely true mm, yeah but was there anything else you wanted to mention before we start trying to wrap up i don't think so i think i think that's about it mm, yeah so we sounds like we have a lot of marvel to look forward to so
2: yeah definitely. venom
0: yeah so so yeah venom looks like it's up next um then obviously Wolverine and then we'll see how the leaks pan out from here. So and, and uh, but yeah, at in at, like at the rate
1: that the Spider-Man games sell, if Wolverines sells to the same degree, I imagine Insomniac's is going to get more Marvel properties after that. This is mm, this right. is all just what's confirmed already through like
0: 2035 through like 2038 right. or something like that. Right, and then if Blade ends up like Redfall, then then Insomniac's really going to be the other. They're one. definitely going to get them all. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, but I think that should be about it. Um, was there anything else? Or you feel like you covered everything you wanted to talk about?
1: Yeah, i I, th- I think I think we covered just just about everything. We we yeah. we we uh, we absolutely dug, dug deep into just about every story aspect. So I'm I mm. I feel pretty good about it.
0: Mm, yeah, I honestly kind of want to play it again after talking about it so much. But.
1: Dude, I, I wanted to like to pop it back in and like just swing around a little bit to try to like familiarize myself, but I've, I've just been too busy with other stuff. I didn't have time, but no, I, yeah. I feel you.
0: And if I remember correctly, when the game first came out, it didn't have a new game plus option, so I couldn't even yeah. go back if I wanted to.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't I still don't think it does at this point either. Oh, I, God. I, what, what what I might end up doing is popping Miles Morales back in and, and do the. Dude, like, I, 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 know that there was like a handful of trophies that like you have to pl- do a second playthrough to get them. So it's like I'm, I might, I might platinum, Miles Morales now. That that we that we've hyped up these games so much.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I might do the same. Those they're always a blast. But uh, but yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to add, or do you want to let everyone know where they can find you?
1: Um, no, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it. Uh if if you're if you're interested. Uh, I'm always, uh, I'm always, well, I'm, I wouldn't say always posting on Instagram. I'm always on Instagram as a, at mmry.crd memory card. Uh, I, I I just released some Ghost in the Shell tapes that sold out, but I I I can tell this story on the ne- on the next actual show. But like I fucked up a bunch of prints, so I have half <laughs> the the run that I wasn't able to actually sell because I ran out of labels. But I'll have a lot more Ghost in the Shell tapes soon. I have Mazerna Falls this obscure PS1 game. I have tapes for that coming soon. I have all sorts of weird
0: niche things like that. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, and then I don't sell anything, but I am on social media and all gaming platforms and streaming platforms at Inu Joshua. So if you guys want to kind of keep in touch with us, if you want to make sure to check out the main shows account, we're at Dynamic Resolution. Um, Just make sure to... Hit us up. Let us know what you think. Let us know about anything we might have missed, any other points you might want to bring up, anything you agreed or disagreed with. We'd love to hear it. But yeah, otherwise, yes. we'll. St- straight up, anyone out there,
1: if you want to talk about this game, feel free to DM me because I'll talk about this game, dog.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you couldn't tell, we could both talk about this game for a <laughs> while. So, like, before uh, we
1: started recording, I was like, this is going to be like an hour long show or something, and we're at two and a half hours. <laughs>
0: so yeah so if it's anything you guys want to add make sure to hit us up let us know but otherwise we'll see you again on the main show and then if you guys like these specials we'll try to do these more often too but until next time thanks and we'll see you next time bye